And you're ready for the Central Rebels and the West County Bulldogs, two versus three in the MAAA Conference Tournament and a rematch of the April 28th battle between these two teams that resulted in West County winning it 4-2. to two. Central can get their revenge today. West County can put out a statement, really, and show that, hey, maybe we should have been the two seed. We should be playing this game out on our home turf. If they do that, they'll be playing the championship game on their home field as with Valley Catholic knocked to the third-place game. The winner of this one will host the championship game in third-place game on Saturday afternoon on AM 1240 KFMO. First pitch, touch by Boyd and Associates, and it is dropped in for a strike by Lucas Whitehead, who gets the start today. Working quickly, second one in there for a strike as well. Down is quickly 0-2. Boyd and Associates, John Boyd has been bringing accounting integrity, character, client focus, and dedication to our local community for 20 years. Outside part of the plate, it misses for a ball from the lefty Whitehead, and the count is 1-2. Working quickly, here he comes once again, upstairs, two and two. Lucas Whitehead wastes no time at all. I noticed this when I saw him for the first time this season, back in the early going against Festus. Hot shot, back up the middle, past the second baseman Barrett Henson, and in the center field for a base hit. It's a leadoff single for Hudson Dunlap. Well, Hudson Dunlap came out and got two pitches, took for our strikes, and it looked like he was a little bit uh, mismatched for a second. Then he watched a couple of pitches go by that were close, could have been called a strike, and then he just takes one calmly up the middle for a leadoff single. One on, nobody out, top half of inning number one. That brings Caden Merrill to the plate. Merrill sporting a brace on that left knee. Good to see him make his way back to baseball as he dislocated his kneecap at the end of basketball season in the semifinals of the district tournament for Class 3, District 3 out at Arcadia Valley. Did that against St. Pius, but no structural damage, and he's back, pitched in the semi or the quarterfinal contest, and takes the first pitch strike here. 0-1 your count in the top of the first inning. He's got a runner on first in Dunlap. Decent lead for first for at first for Dunlap as this one swung on the left-hand side and pulled for a base hit into left field in between Callaway at third and Schweiss at short. Two on, nobody out, top of the first inning. Second time I've seen Caden Merrill play this year. The last time was at West County, and I noticed after that, you know, uh, accident he had out there in the uh, uh, basketball playoffs, he does not really favor that knee much. He's got it supported, and a lot of what happens in recovery in that is getting the mental process of trusting that knee again. You don't want to ever see that happen again if you've had uh, a knee injury, and that's a big part of that is just the mental process itself. Here's the pitch to Julian Tebow. He fouls back the first pitch he sees. Just kind of feel like early on in these first two batters that both uh, batters not coming up there, getting over-aggressive, not, you know, North County came out pretty aggressive, went after some pitches, went out and tried to uh, get this game off in a good start. These guys calmly and coolly just hitting singles. Pitch downstairs, misses for a ball. One and one, your count to Julian Tebow. one-one pitch from Whitehead hammered left field deep and it's over the head of Joe Bryant it'll drop down for an extra base hit he'll pick it up along the wall one run is gonna score they're gonna stop Caden Merrill at third it's an RBI double for Julian Tebow and West County strikes first one nothing they lead 
Well, that's not what the Central Rebels wanted. They came out looking to get on top quick and get the, the aggressive uh, part of their offense out there on the field as well. But West County has come out here very aggressive, hitting uh, the ball hard three different times. That one was just rope into left field. Joe Bryant kind of misplayed it a little bit, but I don't think he had a chance to get it. It was up over his head, off the wall, and a run scores already. Nolan Rawson will dig in. He's going to get a courtesy runner out at second base. That's Sun that you mentioned before in our previous game getting low. It's giving me difficulties now just trying to see who's out at second. Swing and a miss. Nolan Ross in behind in the count. 0-1. Fastball blown past him. Kind of hard to see. I would think as a batter, it's kind of on your left side of your you know vision, maybe your peripheral vision just a bit. I think that's a Lance Monroe courtesy running out at second base. Trying to see if I can get a good look at his number. I think that's his number four. It's fouled to the backstop by Rawson, and he's behind in the count 0-2. I think this is exactly what West County wants to do after winning that game last week. They want to come out here and jump on top of Central if they can. Two in scoring position, still nobody out. Top of the first, the 0-2. Breaking ball and waving at it, Nolan Rawson. He's out number one here in the top of the first inning. Just a great pitch that time by Lucas Whitehead. He had him way out in front. He was swinging when that ball was coming across the uh, batter's box, and uh, he had no chance of hitting that ball. Now some debris rolling out of the field right out in front of Lucas Whitehead, so he has to step off and let the umpire come and get it. Not sure what it was, but he uh, put it in his pocket. And they just had to redraw the line for the back of the batter's box as well for the batter. Jackson Campbell, the home plate umpire, went into the right-handed batter's box to do that. Line drive right to Ty Schweiss. He leaps for it. He applies the tag at Monroe, who's off the bag at second base. It's an unassisted double play for Ty Schweiss. And that limits the damage to just one as the inning will come to a close. One run off three hits, no errors in courtesy of the double play. Only one runner left stranded at third base. West County strikes first. They lead one to nothing. Bottom of the first coming up. We'll see Central at the plate for the first time after this on AM 1240 KFMO. Spring is here, and now is the time to give Impressive Farm and Home in Ironton a call to get your yard from looking drab to looking fab. From tree and shrub removal, excavation, landscape design, and more, Impressive Farm and Home can be your yard makeover go-to. Impressive Farm and Home services Iron, Madison, and St. Francis Counties. Call 573-432-2112 for a free quote, or visit Impressive Farm and Home at 476 South Main Street in Ironton. It's not the kind of thing we like to talk about, but it's something we all must face. You can make things easier on the ones you love by pre-planning your funeral arrangements at Horton & Wampler. They will listen to your needs and offer several choices for arrangements, and then make sure all your questions are answered. Horton & Wampler Funeral Home, located at One Federal Park in Park Hills, serving the needs of Parkland families since 1991. Susie Caldwell Horton, Patty Caldwell Wampler, David and Dana Wampler are there when you need them. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Belgrade State Banks, State Farm Insurance Agent Chris Morrison in Farmington, and Pettis Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Farmington. 
We head to the bottom of the first inning. Your score, one nothing, West County out in front of Central. And we'll bring you the starting lineup for the Central Rebels. Brought to you by David Scott Haggerty of Shelter Mutual Insurance. 517 East Payne and Park Hills, insuring the Parkland since 1955. Ty Schweiss will lead things off. He's the shortstop for Central. He'll be followed in the order by Jackson Jones, the catcher. Jason Murphy, he bats third. He'll play first today for Central. Sammy Calloway's the cleanup hitter. He's the third baseman. At second base, it's Barrett Henson. He bats fifth. These six hitters, Kendall Horton, the center fielder, batting seventh. It's Lucas Whitehead, the pitcher. And Kale Dreyer is the DH, batting eighth. He'll be batting in place of Jonathan Boyer, the right fielder, with Joe Bryant rounding out the lineup in left field for Central today. 1-0. This is 2-0 to Ty Schweiss. Again, that lineup, it's Schweiss, Jones, Murphy, Callaway, Henson, Horton, Whitehead, Dreyer, and Bryant under ninth-year head coach, Ron, or excuse me, 10th-year head coach, Ronnie Calvert, 15-2 overall on the season. 2-1 and one is your count to Ty Schweiss. Here comes the pitch from Nolan Rawson. Fastball gets the lower part of the zone, and the count goes 2-2. Two and two. Gets the fielding alignment for the West County Bulldogs in just a moment here as Rawson Kicks and delivers the 2-2 pitch. Pulled on the left-hand side, and it's foul. Once again, here's Glenn Berry bringing you the fielding alignment for the West County Bulldogs. All right, for West County in the outfield, Jackson Campbell, Ty Harlow in center, Trey Wright in right field. It's Bradley Burmister at third base, Caden Merrill at short, Hudson Dunlap at second, Carter Reed on uh, first base, Julian Tebow behind the plate, and Nolan Rawson is on the mound. Again, from left to right, Campbell, Horton, and Wright in the outfield. Burmister, Merrill, Dunlap, and Reed on the infield. Tebow behind the plate, Rawson the pitcher. Ty Schweiss swings and pulls it even further foul this time. So it remains a 2-2 count. Starting lineup brought to you by Shelter Insurance. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Your local shelter insurance agents. We're shield. We're your shelter. Ty Schweiss digs back in. Popped up on the infield. Calling for it is the pitcher, Rawson. And he's got it for out number one in the bottom of the first inning. No one else could have came in and probably called him off, but he was calling it all the way. Had a good look at it, and there's one down in the bottom half of inning number one. And I think the catcher, Tebow, looked up at first and didn't quite see it at first, and pitcher was like, no, you know what, I got it, and so he just let him have it. This was the pitching matchup when these two teams faced off against each other. Rawson got the win. He pitched six innings, allowing two earned runs on six hits, four walks, and seven strikeouts. Roller up the first baseline, and it's, does it go foul? Yes, it does. It's touched up ever so barely in foul territory. 0-1 count on Jackson Jones. It kind of looked like Carter Reed touched it right as it was getting to the line amongst the traffic of Jones hustling up the line. They got your Julian Tebow following it. The home plate umpire following as well. I didn't have a good look to see when exactly that was touched. Yeah, it was close too. I mean, he had just crossed the line when he touched it. I think he was trying to make up his mind whether or not he wanted to, but uh, luckily for him, it was foul. The 0-1. Misses low and inside, a ball and a strike. That, that's a hard thing when you see the runner coming at you, you see the ball right there, you want to grab it and just tag him, but at the same time you kind of also know that that ball's probably going to go foul and you may have a close play, so it's kind of hard to lay off of it. Ball two. Two balls and a strike. Out of town scoreboard check, mineral area overhead door. Cardinals trail the Angels 2-1. to one. Shohei Otani with an RBI single to give the Angels the lead. 
Chopped to short. Caden Merrill across the diamond to first, and there are two down in the bottom of the first inning. Yeah, I saw Nolan Gorman actually put the Cardinals on top of that with a home run in the first, but uh, the Angels came back with a couple here in the uh, second and now the third, and, boy, Cardinals just can't seem to buy a win right now. And it's a combination of different things. Some games it's the pitching. That's just not there. And, you know, other games the offense will just disappear on them. The bad thing about it is they're not playing the best of the best right now. No. Angels are a 500 team. I think a really interesting series is the one that's coming up against the Detroit Tigers. If they lose that series, the Cardinals are in trouble. First pitch to Casey Murphy misses for a ball, 1-0. Hammers this one. Oh, my goodness. Center field deep. And does it leave the park? No, it goes off the top of the fence. Into second base, standing up is Casey Murphy. I thought that was gone, but it's hit to the deepest part of the park. Yeah, it looked like it was. The center fielder ran back there, and as he was running back to the uh, ball itself, I thought, it's gone. It's out there. I was watching the white uh, uh, Cadillac out there to see if it was going to get hit. Yeah, I was getting eye on that windshield, see if we kind of see it spiderweb a little bit. But then uh, instead, it hit off the fence, and it just fell right to the base of the fence, stayed in the ballpark, and uh, out at second base is Casey Murphy with a double. That was a pitch that was low in the zone, too. Casey Murphy kind of golfed that one into straightaway center field. Outside part of the play to misses for a ball to Sammy Calloway, 1-0. We were watching that Cadillac, but I'll tell you who was watching it even closer was the guy who owns that Cadillac. Yes. Curious with those spots out there, you sometimes see fans sitting in their cars to watch the game. Could have had a first-person view on that home run. Swing and a miss, Callaway. Behind, or excuse me, we're all even. One ball, one strike. Runner at second, and Kaysen Murphy represents the game-tying run. Rawson taking his time on the hill, working from the stretch. The 1-1. Fouled back. we got two outs here in the bottom half of inning number one. With West County holding a 1-0 lead. Yeah, I don't think he could have hit that ball any harder than Kaysen Murphy hit it. And it was a line drive. It was just a matter of where is it going to go out, and it just got to the deepest part of the ballpark and couldn't get out. Count as a ball and two strikes. Rawson, again, taking his time. He sets the belt, looks to second. A long look to second base in the pitch. Fastball fouled back. Ball and two strikes. Callaway is battling up here. He got a couple of pitches really quick and got got down in the count, but he's hanging in there battling as hard as he can. The 1-2 once again from Nolan Rawson as he's set. Long look to second once again. He'll look again as Casey Murphy's way off the bag. And the pitch, swing and a miss. Foul tip, just getting a piece of it. Sammy Callaway, otherwise that's the third and final out of the inning. I think right there that uh, Julian Tebow turned around and said, did he catch it? Uh, did he catch a little bit of that ball? And the umpire shook his head, yes. And you can tell the way Callaway reacted as well. He knew he had ticked it off a little bit as well. Rawson set. Throws to second. And do they got Casey Murphy picked off? No! Casey Murphy avoids the tag from Caden Merrill. They had him dead to right otherwise. 
But he somehow bent his body while diving back to second base to avoid the tag. Bobby Simile comes out and says something to his second baseman, or his shortstop, rather, and he gets an explanation he likes and turns around and leaves. But like you said, that ball beat him there. He just yep. flopped in kind of awkwardly and got around the tag. The ball and two strikes as Callaway digs back in. Rawson set. The pitch. Swing and a miss. Fastball upstairs. Blown past Sammy Callaway. And that'll do it for the bottom of the first inning. No runs, a hit, no errors. And Casey Murphy left stranded on second base. We head to the second inning. West County with the lead over Central. One to nothing on the Parkland Sports Leader. AM 1240 KFMO. For anything related to collision repair and automotive glass, trust the award-winning Brad Wooten Auto Body. Automotive Service Excellence Award winner. Customer Service Award winner. Customer Satisfaction Award winner. Business of the Year Award winner. And Best of the Parkland Award winner. In addition, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. The award-winning Brad Wooten Auto Body. Across from Ozark Regional Library in the beautiful Arcadia Valley. To schedule an appointment, call 573-546-BUMP. Calling all PNC insurance agents. Mark your calendars for May 16th. Service Master Restoration by MMCT will be providing continuing education courses on hoarding and trauma live in person. This event is free for agents. There will be amazing guest speakers and free food. Reserve your spot for these continuing education courses on hoarding and trauma by calling 636-208-5653. That's 636-208-5653. Service Master Restoration by MMCT, a disaster restoration and large loss recovery partner. Riverview at the Park in St. Genevieve is a skilled nursing facility certified for Medicare and Medicaid. Riverview at the Park offers short-term stay and long-term care rehabilitation. Senior residents receive 24-hour medical care while also getting the rehabilitation care they need, including range of motion exercises, speech therapy, and posture and body mechanics, also memory care. Visit Riverview at the Park in St. Genevieve at 1100 Progress Parkway or call 573-883-3500. First pitch swung on. Carter Reed hits it to center field. Kendall Horton is there in plenty of time. He's got it for out number one to be in the top of the second inning. It's a one nothing lead for the West County Bulldogs over the Central Rebels. Ty Harlow due up next. Ben Faulkner will get to the plate after that. And if we get any further, it's Trey Wright, and that's once through the order for West County. The pitch outside part of the plate taken for a ball by Ty Harlow. 1-0. West County has come out here swinging tonight. They've hit some balls pretty hard off of Whitehead early on. That one, not sure where that missed. That's a ball 2-0. Lucas Whitehead, lefty on the mound against the lefty at the plate, Ty Harlow. Finds the low inside corner that time around, 5th pitch called a strike two and two the pitch breaking ball and it froze Ty Harlow as he's getting some heckling from the central student section reminding him you got to swing the bat on all three strikes that he took looking yeah this is a very uh partial crowd here today yes a lot more central folks here and probably because of the size of the schools as well but they've uh they've got basketball players they've got all kinds of folks here uh 
hanging out today watching this game. Yeah, a couple members of uh, the track and field team that also played basketball with a couple of the players on this team are behind home plate. There's a first pitch ball to Ben Faulkner. Want to know your count? Cannon Harlow, Mason Williams amongst them. That's what's cool. Stewart. That's what's really cool when you got uh, guys from other teams. You know, they're not playing baseball. They're here supporting your uh, mm-hmm. your high school. That's pretty cool stuff. Upstairs, and it's a four pitch walk worked by Ben Faulkner. Well, good thing he didn't take the advice. The central student section was trying to give Ty Harlow and swing the bat. He's on with a four pitch walk. That brings Trey Wright to. Falconer with the lead over at first. And the first pitch to the nine hitter, Trey Wright, taking four strike. Leo one from Whitehead. Swing and a miss. Fastball right behind on it. And he's behind in the count 0 2. Whitehead's got some good stuff here today. It's all going to be about location, I think, in this ballgame, whether or not he can get it past these West County hitters. Leo two. Downstairs, stopped by Jackson Jones. He rips off the mask and keeps Faulkner at first base. Great job that time, just getting in front of the ball, knocking it down. He kind of lunged to his left just a bit to get in front of it, but uh, he keeps Faulkner over there at first base. Here's the 1-2. Low outside corner. It just misses off the plate for a ball. Two balls, two strikes to count. Here's the 2-2. Swung on, hit in the air. Center field, late jump from Kendall Horton. Loses his hat as he's backtracking, and it kicks off his glove. It's going to drop down. Into third is Faulkner. Into second on the E8 is Trey Wright. What benefited West County on there is the fact that there were already two outs, so that meant the runner could take off as soon as the ball was hit. And uh, like you said, Kendall Horton got a kind of a late jump on that ball. When he finally corralled it, you thought he was going to get to it, stuck his one hand up there to catch it, and it popped in and out of his glove. And that's going to bring up the top of the lineup for West County with runners in scoring position. Top of the lineup that hit Lucas Whitehead pretty well. Three for three, one, two, and three in the order. As we begin our second time through. The pitch. Whitehead with a backdoor breaking ball. That's dropped in for a strike to Hudson Dunlap, who will lead things off. Or the leadoff hitter, rather, for the West County Bulldogs. Two in scoring position, the 0-1. Misses for a ball, one ball, one strike. And Jackson Jones will trot out and have a conversation with his fellow sophomore and starting pitcher today, Lucas Whitehead. I mentioned before, Lucas Whitehead was the pitcher against West County in that 4-2 loss. They pitched five innings, allowing four hits, no runs, none earned. He walked two and struck out two. But it gets a no decision as Central would go on to lose the game. The 1-1 from Whited. Check swing, and it one hops to the plate and skips underneath the mask of Jackson Jones. Kind of knocked his mask upward, but I think it only got him on the mask. He seems to be doing all right. Yeah, I think it got right to the bottom of the mask, and that pushed it up just a bit. Here's the 1-1 as the sun is set in left field. Popped up, right field, shallow, towards the line, and it's a fair ball. 
One run scores, two run scores. Throw into second, not in time. It's a two RBI double for Hudson Dunlap. And the Central fans are in disbelief. They thought that was a foul ball. Well, Casey Murphy tried to sell it as a foul ball, but you could see the dust fly, the chalk dust, that is, down the right field line as that ball barely stayed fair. And the home plate umpire was on top of it pretty quickly. And that is an unfortunate thing for the Central Rebel Ball Club. Two runners scoring one from a base on balls, the other one from an air that probably should have ended the inning. Instead, that double makes it a 3-0 ball game in favor of West County. I don't think he could have, again, I said this about a guy here in the uh, earlier game, I don't think he could have thrown it any better into the outfield there. Taken for a strike. Count is 0-1 on Caden Merrill. Whitehead set to the belt, looks to second, working quickly. Fires one to home plate, Jackson Jones traps it. Jackson Jones has quickly turned himself into one of the best catchers in the area. We got two of the best facing off today, and they're only sophomores. I'm a big fan of Julian Tebow's game as well. Pitch misses in the inside part of the plate for a ball, two balls, and a strike. When you got a catcher like that who can knock down just about anything you throw up there, it just makes you feel a lot more comfortable. You don't try to aim the ball so much. Dayton Merrill takes one upstairs for a ball, three and one your count. And now the home plate umpire is going to have some words for Jackson Jones. I've seen him do this a couple of times against some other players before. Yeah, this is a game where you got a lot of emotions and things going on. A pitch that's that close, you know, if a player kind of gives it a little bit, you just got to let him go. Count is 3-1 and one to Caden Merrill. The pitch. Hit on the left-hand side. Backhanded by Sammy Calloway at third. He'll look the runner back. Throw across the diamond. Got him. Third and final out on a really nice play from Caden Merrill at third, showing off the arm as he guns down Caden Merrill up the line. Sammy Callaway gets the third and final out. But the West County Bulldogs, they get two runs off a big hit that just stayed fair. One error and one runner left stranded on base. Central's in a 3 nothing hole. Could we see back-to-back upsets in the semifinals? One's brewing early here. To the bottom of the second we go on KFMO. Have you struck out in the car game? Strike one, you've had credit problems in the past. Strike two, you hate the car you're driving. Strike three, it costs too much to maintain. Call that old car out today. Hey, this is David Sism from Samson Ford Lincoln, home with a lifetime warranty. Call that old car out and hit a home run at Samson Ford today. Don't go car shopping and get pushed into a high mileage used car you don't actually want. Drive off in a new or newer car with a lifetime warranty and get back on the road. We will go to bat and help you get approved so you can hit a home run. Have you been sitting in the bench because of bad credit? Get in the game. Bankruptcy and bad credit? Okay. My credit approval process will help you get back in the game and driving a new or newer car you love. Come see us, your home team dealer, since 1937, and get a new or newer car with a lifetime warranty, regardless of your credit. Don't get pushed around. We work extra innings for you. Visit us at Samson Ford Lincoln now. See us online at SamsonFord.com or call 431-3177. Requires bank approval. Negative equity may be refinanced. See dealer for details. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by LeCarrie Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the parkland, Ozark Federal Savings and Loan in Farmington, Boyden Associates in Farmington, and the Kimber Monroe Law Office in Farmington. Bottom of the second inning, Central already find themselves down three to nothing. They've only sent four batters to the plate in this game so far. It'll be five, six, and seven in the order due up with Barrett Henson leading things off. 
Things start to get a little bit cooler here at the ballpark tonight as the wind's starting to pick up a little. You got a little bit uh, cooler weather, and now the sun has gone down behind the shed beyond left field, so things could change a little bit weather-wise. Henson, slow roller towards the shortstop, Merrill. He throws the first in time, and there's one out in the bottom half of the second inning. Kendall Horton will come to the plate. Caden Merrill doesn't look like your typical shortstop. He looks like a third baseman, maybe a first baseman type person, but uh, he's pretty agile. Even with that uh, brace on his leg, he gets to a lot of stuff and uh, made a good throw that time to get the runner. He reminds me of a former great West County Bulldog baseball player. I'll tell you who in just a moment. The first pitch misses for a ball to Kendall Horton. Want to know your counts. Jared Jones, similar build, you know, and a good athlete, but... With the way he's built, how big he is, and it's not just height, you know, muscle as well, you think, okay, this guy's got to play first base, maybe third base, but they move so well, especially in the time that you got to put him at shortstop, and that's what Jared Jones was. The 1-0. Popped up high in the air on the infield. Caden Merrill's calling for it. He's making his way towards the mound, and just a few feet shy of the hill, he makes the catch for the second out. Yeah, Merrill moves around really well. And like I said, having had knee surgery a couple of times myself, not as severe as something that he's been through, a lot of times your biggest battle is your mental uh, thought process about moving and trusting that knee because you don't want it to do it again. But uh, he seems to have done that very, very well and rehabilitated pretty quickly. And that's what was so nice about seeing him not just make his way back to baseball but to pitching this season. As well, we saw him in his debut against the Potosi Trojans earlier this year, and it was a really impressive game for uh, for Caden Merrill. Six to two, your final. Merrill was two for three at the plate, pitched all seven innings of two hit, one run, ba- one earned run baseball, allowing just two total runs in the game. He struck out six as well. And you and I remember your count. You and I were there the night that it happened when he hurt that yeah. knee. And you and I were talking about, what's this mean for baseball? It's good to see him out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic. One of the best players in our area, Keaton Merrill. As that one will miss downstairs for a ball, count is 3-0 and to Lucas Whited. And I know they ran into a buzzsaw there in that basketball, but it would have been mm-hmm. nice to have had him around as well. The Central Rebels certainly know about that buzzsaw. New Madrid. Jared Jones powering New Madrid to a championship in Class 3 this year. Just a phenomenal basketball player. He's only a junior. He'll be back at New Madrid next year as well. Off the plate, misses for a ball. Walk work by Lucas Whitehead. I'll bring Kale Dreyer to the plate, DHing today in place of Jonathan Boyer, the right fielder. Well, the only ball that Central's managed to uh, put into play was that deep drive by Cason Murphy back in the first, which looked all for the... Uh, you know, it looked like it was headed out of the ballpark, but uh, they have not been able to hit anything else besides that. Lights are on here at the Park Hill Sports Complex. They have been for a little bit now. This one is clubbed into left center field in a one-hop. Ty Harlow, the center fielder. Two on, two out, bottom of the second inning, and Joe Bryant coming to the plate. Nice solid hit that time by Dreyer. He just stroked it right back up the middle. Thought maybe for a moment that Ty Harlow would get to it, but he couldn't, so he let it play on a hop. And we've seen some weird hops here today in that first game out in the outfield, so that's something to keep an eye on here in this second game. Joe Bryant's first time playing baseball this year since he was nine years old. No, not ninth grade, nine years old. And he's not just made the Central Rebels, but he's been a starter for them through much of the season as well as he digs into the right-handed batter's box. 
Awaits a pitch from Nolan Rawson. Taking his time with the runner on second. Here it comes. This is downstairs with the ball. Who was I watching the game the other day? They were talking about a, a guy who was in the major leagues this year that didn't even play baseball until he got to college. And I, I can't remember who it was, but he had spent most of his time doing other things and never played baseball. Now he's in the majors. Throw to second, diving back in time is Lucas Whitehead as he was almost picked off. That was another close one at second base. You want to know your count to Joe Bryant? Don't want to put him on with his speed. Him at first with the bases loaded and Ty Schweiss coming up. You're playing with fire if you do that, if you're Nolan Rawson. He's set to the belt. The 1-0. This is downstairs. 2-0. Lucas Whitehead at second. Kale Dreyer at first. Two down in the bottom of the second inning. It's a 3-0 ball game favoring West County. The 2-0 pitch. And therefore a strike. Two balls, one strike. You count to Joe Bryant. And throughout the football season, Joe Bryant would joke with assistant football coach, head baseball coach, Ronnie Calvert, about how he's going to go out for baseball this year. Then it turned out he actually did this year. The pitch, fastball upstairs, a big hack from Joe Bryant. Should have laid off of it. Would have been a ball. And Down you know, two and two. Wouldn't you like to be? Uh, I know I would, and maybe not you yet, but uh, wouldn't you like to be that young and just have that much confidence? I just love to have that much athletic ability. Yeah. Joe Bryant has an ounce of that. Off the plate, misses for a ball. Count is full, three and two with two outs. That will unleash Whitehead at second. And no, it won't unleash anybody. Picked off at first base. Kale Dreyer gets gunned down by Julian Tebow, and that's going to end the bottom of the second inning. Wow, what a play from Tebow. It looked like things were shaping up pretty well for the Central Rebels, but it's all for naught. No runs, one hit, no errors, and courtesy of the pickoff at first, only one runner left stranded on base. We are through two complete and head to the third inning. West County leads Central 3 to nothing. You're listening to coverage of the MAAA Conference Tournament semifinals on AM1240 KFMO Park Hills. To make a positive difference in our community, this is the mission statement of Prairie Farms Dairy in Park Hills. Branch manager David Parmley and his staff are proud to be a part of the different communities that they serve. Their employees supply fresh milk and dairy products to local grocery stores and markets that they, too, shop at. They are proud to support our local communities where they live, work, and raise their families. Prairie Farms Dairy in Park Hills. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, proudly serving the Parkland's eye care needs since 1966. We would like to thank you for voting Complete Vision Care as the best eye doctor of the Parkland five years in a row. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, the ideal choice. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. Find out how J.J. Vickers can help you with your auto, home, and life needs, 573-358-3674. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance agent Scott Haggerty in Park Hills, Gilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois, your local Plaza Tire Service, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, and Graphic Options in Farmington. 
Julian Tebow will lead things off for the West County Bulldogs. He's one for one on the day so far. They double on a fly ball to left field, and that one stays fair. It's going to be an extra base hit. No, they're going to put the brakes on him as Joe Bryant gets there quickly. And it's a leadoff single for Julian Tebow. As Tebow was heading around first base, they were giving him the uh, go sign. He started around second, or first base headed towards second, and Joe Bryant just got over there in quick time, picked it up, got it back in, and the first base coach put the brakes on. And that's where the addition of Joe Bryant is key for Central. He's not going to really do much swinging the stick for you, but the fact that you've got him in the outfield, I talked about his athletic ability, you know, when Casey Murphy's out there in the outfield, too, this is a ridiculous outfield. Bunt drop. Lucas Whitehead botches it. Everyone's safe. Nolan Rawson was trying to drop a sacrifice bunt, but on the E1, he'll be safe at first, and Tebow's at second nonetheless. Or excuse me, it's a courtesy runner in for Tebow once again. Double checking. Lance Monroe out for him once again. Yeah, Lance Monroe out at second base, and uh, that ball was bunted perfectly down the line. Lucas Whitehead goes over to field it, and I think he thought he caught it in his glove yeah. and turned to look to see if he could get somebody at second, but the ball was still laying on the ground. And that's it. That's going to do it for Lucas Whitehead. Kaysen Murphy, who didn't get the start today, he's been nicked up a little bit. They're trying to reserve him and not have to use him. They're going to turn to him here in the top of the third inning with nobody out in a 3 nothing ball game. He'll face off against Jackson Campbell once he gets a new glove and makes his way back out onto the hill. You know, and I got the lineup from Coach Calvert earlier today because he got here before the first game started, so I figured I'd take it off his hands then. He said, it's subject to change. And I was like, okay, poking around a little bit. It was, you know, Case and Murphy that I think they were potentially considering putting on the hill to start the game. They didn't. And he's going to come in here as he's going through his warm-up tosses. That was a quick decision from Coach Galvert, too. I'm sure he asked Case and Murphy if, you know, injury is the reason why Murphy didn't get the start. I'm sure he asked him, you good to go. And I guarantee you, Case and Murphy, if anything, said yes. And if nothing... Just immediately walk to the bench and say, I'm getting my glove right now. We're going. <laughs> yeah, and this is, I think, an op- a, a opportunity for Casey Murphy to come in. As he comes in, I think that's Central looking at it saying, you know what, we cannot let them get any more runs on this uh, board because they're going to be tough enough right now to come back against. We don't want them to have a 4 or a 5 nothing lead headed into the uh, bottom of the third. Yeah, you want to keep this game in check where it is. Especially with the way that Nolan Rawson, who now is at first base, has been pitching throughout this game. He's looked good for West County. He got the best of Central when they faced off on the 28th. And I think you just want to limit the damage as best you can. As Casey Murphy goes through his final warm-up tosses, he moves over from first base to the mound. Taking over at first base. Let's see if I can get a number on him. And it is Lucas Whitehead, so they just switch switch spots. Whitehead's at first with Murphy taking over on the hill. Book isn't closed on Lucas Whitehead yet as Murphy gets the good to go from the home plate umpire. Murphy with the pitch. Barrel the bat pulled back, and it's in there for a strike. Lucas Whitehead lasts just two-plus innings in this game, facing 13 batters on 40 pitches. 24 were strikes, 16 were balls. He allows five hits, three runs, one of them earned. He walked one and struck out two, ERA of three and a half. He left two stranded, whip of three, and ooh, that got a piece 
of the batter, Jackson Campbell. And the fans are trying to argue it got his bat. Well, he's acting like it hit him on the hand. And what the coaches are probably going to come out and argue about is that, first of all, he offered at the pitch, and the ball came right at him. We saw this in game number one where yeah. the, uh, the the batter offered at the pitch and then got hit by a ball that hit the ground first, and he was trying to sell it, and the ump said, nope, nope, you offered at it, that's a strike. And that's what I think Ronnie Calvert and some of the Central fans are yelling about. That's Cooper Kekak that had that happen to him in that game. They made him come back here. It's a short conversation, and the home plate umpire insists that he didn't offer at it. And now the bases are loaded with nobody out in the top of the third inning in a 3 nothing ball game. Also, a couple of them uh, hollering that that ball hit the bat, not the hand. Pitch low and inside, picking up his back foot to avoid being hit himself is Carter Reed. And, and there is a ton of pop on the ball when Casey Murphy fires it. The 1-0. Fought off foul and out of play. Casey Murphy, one of, if not the premier baseball player in our area. Without a doubt, one of the best I've seen come through in quite some time. This is my eighth season covering baseball out here. Breaking ball. Misses for a ball. And the fans at Park Hills are not happy about that. Two and one, your count. Kind of like the last game, the umpires have flipped today. So behind the plate, it's Kyle Marler with Doug Massey in the field. But Marler, similar to Massey, squeezing the pitchers here. That one dropped in for a strike. Two balls, two strikes, goes the count. Bases are loaded. Monroe at third, Rawson at second, Campbell at first. Misses away for a ball. Count is full, three and two. Nowhere to put Carter Reed. This could be a very big turning point of this game. Either Central maybe gets some momentum or West County puts this thing away. The three-two. Goes five hole on Jackson Jones for ball four. Lance Monroe comes in on the walk, worked by Carter Reed. It's 4-0 West County. Well, that pitch right there was a little bit, I think, maybe of Casey Murphy throwing a little bit too hard, trying to get that ball perfect maybe, and he threw it in the dirt. It got past the catcher, but it didn't matter because the runner was coming home on ball four anyway. Bases remain loaded. Still nobody out top of the third inning. Casey Murphy trying to find that first out here. And he fires a fastball past Ty Harlow right down Broadway. 0-1, your count. Been watching the West County runners. They are full of life over there. They are really trying to distract Kaysen Murphy. The ball on a strike. That one misses downstairs. Ty Harlow's 0-1 today. Strikeout looking his first time up. Two and one. Well, this has the potential for being a, a really big inning for West County right now. They still don't have anybody out. They got the bases jammed and the run in already. Upstairs, missing for a ball. Three and one. Casey Murphy just doesn't have his location coming in cold here. And I don't Only think... four strikes on his 12 pitches. Yeah, he's not real happy with that last call either. He kind of walked off the mound a little bit. The 3-1. Got a strike. Three and two. Well, as I said before, you've seen it in both games, and it's happening on both sides, but the pitchers have been squeezed a little bit by the home plate umpires today. The 3-2, cold strike three. Down looking is Ty Harlow for out number one in the top of the third inning. A big first out as Central can now set up their middle infield at double play depth. 
Now, I can't read Casey Murphy's mind, but I can tell you this. After that pitch, he didn't get the call. He just kind of walked off the mound, rolled his eyes just a bit, and then turned back up on the mound and said, okay, I'm going after this guy. I can't read minds either, but I can read that. Dissatisfied, I yeah. think, is uh, what he was feeling. Yeah. He, yeah. Instead of, you know, kicking the dirt and being mad about it, he just came after the guy. First two pitches to Faulkner. Missed the plate, and it's a 2-0 count to Ben Faulkner, who worked to walk his first time up. The 2-0 pitch. Inside part of the plate, and it misses for a ball, 3-0. He's not really enjoying the strike zone right now of the home plate umpire. You can tell that. And uh, let's see how he responds here with a 3-0 count and the base is juiced. Here it comes. Low, and it misses for ball four. Another walk brings home another run. Rawson scores, and it's 5 nothing West County. We didn't expect this. We expected a really close, tight game. And, and that's not to say this game is over because we've seen Central come back against teams here at the sports complex in this year in which it looked like, okay, well, this game's probably over for them. And next thing you know, they're right back in it. But uh, they need to get some outs right now. Trey Wright back up at the plates. He reached on an error by the center fielder. Kendall Horton came around to score on a double from Hudson Dunlap. The pitch, low and outside, it's going to miss for a ball. And and Cason Murphy's now going to get a talking to from the home plate umpire. He's getting a warning. Home plate umpire saying, Don't, stop responding like that after the calls. And now Ronnie Calvert yeah, Ronnie. is going to come out and have a conversation. Calming himself down as he takes a few strides out there. And now he's going to begin the chat. With the home plate umpire. Yeah, you, you really can't do that in, in a high school game, especially, you know, with a athletic event where there's a lot of tension and a lot of, uh, you know, stuff going on here. Sometimes you're going to get a rolled eye. You're going to get somebody staring at you wrong. And what you're basically going to do here is get the crowd on you big time yeah. now. And because that's, that's what we used to kind of call rabbit ears back in the old day, where you're hearing other people talk or whatever, and Calvert's not happy right now, and he's telling him, mm-hmm. I, you know, you don't need to do that. We're playing baseball here. This is competitive. Let's get out there and play, and if he rolls his eyes at you, just, you know, let it happen. And also, this is the second talking to a Central Rebel has gotten in this game. Remember, he stepped out in front of Jackson Jones earlier yeah. to have some words with him. And when you, now that meeting is adjourned. And I think like with Jackson Jones, that's when you kind of just get down in his ear and go, hey, don't roll your eyes at me, okay? Yeah. Instead of, hey, let me walk out in front of you and talk yeah, to you. You know, make a scene out of it as well. The pitch, low and outside, misses for a ball, 2-0 and your count. The other thing on that, too, how do we know that Casey Murphy isn't just mad at himself? He's missing, yeah. he's missing barely, and he might be rolling his eyes because he just isn't getting it across the plate. The 2-0, fastball swung on a miss. Two balls and a strike. Excuse me, that was strike two count is full three and two. I think Wright is actually, as he backs out, I think he was kind of thinking about it as well. Wasn't sure what the count was either. Here's the three-two. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Down on strikes goes Trey Wright for a key second out. 
Now it's an out at any base with Hudson Dunlap coming to the plate. And I know it's early. We're only in the third inning, but you want to talk some free pizza. Hudson Dunlap has put himself in premier position for that. He's got a single and a double on the game already, and he'll come to the plate here with the bases loaded. Going to get a courtesy runner into the game. Carter Reed will be pinch ran for. Trying to see who's out there. Black uniforms for West County with purple letters and numbers and a silver trim. Can make it tough to read at times. Skips away from the catcher, Jackson Jones. There's going to be a play at the plate and in to score easily. From third is Campbell. On the wild pitch from Casey Murphy. It's a 6-0 ball game. This game is not turning out the way that the Central Rebels thought it was going to turn out today. It's been a, uh, it's just not been their day so far. And usually they don't have that kind of trouble on this field especially. The courtesy runner now at third base is Ryder Barbie. Fouled back by Hudson Dunlap. A ball and a strike your count. The 1-1. Upstairs, two balls and a strike. Downstairs, misses four ball, three and one. You got runners on second and third, Faulkner at second, Barbie at third. This is already a 21-minute top of the third inning. The 3-1. Off the plate, ball four, bases are reloaded. And here comes Caden Merrill to the plate. One for two on the day with a single on a hard ground ball to left and a ground out to third and a really nice play made by Sammy Callaway. Yeah, I'm looking at that play at third base. That is a huge play right now to keep this from really being a route because Callaway went over there in the corner and pulled that ball down and got him out at first. First pitch taken for a strike by Caden Merrill. Hit high in the air. Ty Schweiss on the edge of the grass. Settles, makes the play for the third and final out to end a painful top of the third inning for the Central Rebels. West County has doubled their lead as they get three runs off of one hit. One error, but they leave the bases loaded. Six to nothing, your score. West County with the lead over Central as we head to the bottom of the third inning on the Parkland Sports Leader AM 1240 KFMO. LeCarrie Auto Body Supply, your PPG distributor for the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown auto body businesses. Because these business owners were your classmates, they're your neighbors, your fellow church members, and their kids attend school with your kids. Support those who help support your community for years, like American Metal and Mineral Point, offering full collision and classic restoration over 100 years of combined experience. American Metal also gives glass replacement and chip repair, paintless dent removal, and a lifetime warranty on their work. Voted best body shop in the parkland in 2018 american metal and collision is located on business park drive in mineral point and if you're 
looking for name recognition, look no further than Brad Wooten with Brad Wooten Auto Body. Located in the beautiful Arcadia Valley, Brad Wooten has a 10,000 square foot state-of-the-art facility with factory trained technicians and loaner cars on site. It's Brad Wooten Auto Body located at 401 North Main Street in Ironton. LeCarrie Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown repair shops. Community Manor in Farmington is a skilled nursing facility certified for Medicare and Medicaid. Community Manor has an overall rating of 1, quality rating of 1, and a staff rating of 1. Senior residents receive 24-hour medical care while also getting the rehabilitation care they need, which includes a range of motion exercises, speech therapy, and posture and body mechanics. Visit Community Manor in Farmington at 783 Weber Road or give them a call 573-756-8998. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Prairie Farms Dairies in Park Hills, Sam Sism Ford Lincoln in Park Hills, Missouri Baptist University in Farmington, and Weems Insurance Agency in Farmington. Well, it feels like forever ago, but Joe Bryant, an inning ago, ended with him at the plate as the runner was picked off at first base. So he's back up again to begin the bottom of the third inning, and he takes the first pitch ball downstairs, 1-0. and Yeah, it seemed like that was the last game almost. It was yeah. so long ago. It was a 22-minute top of the third inning. Brian, inside-out swing, pulls it to the shortstop, Caden Merrill, to first in time to catch the speedy Joe Bryant. And there's one away in the bottom of the third inning. Back to the top of the order for only the second time through for the Central Rebels with Ty Schweiss coming up. Well, you can't take uh, for granted Joe Bryant running because as soon as he hit that ground ball, he was off running as fast as he could up that first base line. So good job by Merrill to get to it, get a nice clean throw, and get him out. And now the home plate umpire going to back Ty Schweiss out of the box. The lines have been erased here in both the left-handed hitting and the right-handed hitting batter's boxes. And so the home plate umpire just redrew the line as Schweiss was kind of crowding the plate a little bit. And I agree with that. I think he was quite close. And there's a pitch that's in there for a strike, much to the dismay of the Central Rebels fans. The 0-1 from Nolan Rawson. 0-2. Here's the 0-2 pitch. Outside part of the plate misses for a ball. A ball and two strikes. Missing for a ball. Two balls, two strikes. Yeah, I think that time he was just trying to get a pitch that maybe he could get Ty Schweiss to go after on that one. Maybe something that looked a little enticing, but he didn't. A 2-2 from Rawson. Foul back out of play. Everybody doing the same thing you talked about in the last game. Heads up, everybody ducks. (laughs) That was with the uh, slow pitch league game that's being played behind us. The 2-2 outside, missing for a ball. Count is full 3-2. and two. Well, I think there's some potential here with some of the uh, umpiring issues, some of the things that are going on here. The Central Club gets a little angry. They may uh, jump back into this ball game pretty quick. Here's a 3-2. Oh, and that's going to get Ty Schweiss. And he'll trot his way up the line. He yelled something out when he got hit, too. I don't know if it was out of pain from being hit or if there was maybe a little something behind it. He didn't feel too good about getting hit, you could tell, but he also just kind of, you know, shouted, yelled, whatever, 
took off down to first base, dropped the bat, and uh, kind of kicked the ball with him as well. Jackson Jones now coming to the plate. It kind of looked like he took it off the back of his leg, around the hamstring area for Ty Schweiss. So he's on first with Jackson Jones up. And Kaysen Murphy's on deck. Boy, you know that doesn't feel good on a cold night like this, too. No. As it gets cooler. Throw over to first. Ty Schweiss back in time. Jones on the day so far is 0 for 1 with a ground out to Caden Merrill at short. Outside part of the plate, first pitch to Jones in his second time up, misses for ball one. Well, the guy who's hit the ball the hardest off of Nolan Rawson so far in this game is on deck in Casey Murphy. Yeah, that was a loud, long double to the deepest part of the park that hit off the top of the fence and stayed in play. Pitch in for a strike. Ball and a strike account. Jones in the left-handed hitting batter's box. Awaits the 1-1 pitch from Rawson, who again, taking his time on the hill. Far different pace than what we saw from Lucas Whitehead. Inside out swing, and it gets past Caden Merrill. It's short and into left field for a base hit. Two on, one out in the bottom of the third inning for Central. Ball was hit off the end of the bat, and like you said, kind of an inside out swing, but he put it exactly where he needed to put it. That's in between short and third and into left field. Now a little something going for Casey Murphy, who, as you said last time up, hit a rocket out to center field and almost made it out of the ballpark in the deepest part of the park. Murphy has a chance to help his own cause here. He's not in line for the loss, but he's on the mound. And he digs into the left-handed batter's box himself. Schweiss at second, Jones at first, one away, bottom of the third inning. Rawson taking his sweet time on the hill and the pitch. Nice breaking ball dropped in for a strike. 0-1 your count. You can tell Kaysen kind of gave up on that one thinking it was outside, but he just broke right back across the outside corner and in the strike zone. Rawson. Couple looks to second and the pitch. Fought off foul. 0-2. I would think this kind of a sky is, you know, we talked about earlier in the game, in the first game, with that clear blue sky, how hard it was to see the ball. I would think with this kind of a sky, especially as it's not quite dark just yet, would be murder on trying to catch a ball in the outfield. Well, the lights here are good at the Park Hill Sports Complex. They've got a lot of them. They're spread out well, but you'll see some ballparks. Here's the 0-2. It's fouled back where, you know, they only got like one row of lights, you know, and they're they're here and there. They're not really evenly spread out, and there's not a lot of them where you'll have pockets of darkness sometimes where if the ball gets skied high enough into the air, it gets above the lights and it disappears. Yeah. You have and, no and, idea where it is until it's coming back down. And I'm kind of thinking color-wise, too, because yep. it kind of blends into the background just as well. Yeah, twilight sky. High and outside, it's a ball. Ball and two strikes your count to Kaysen Murphy. Nothing like the... Uh... The dome in Tampa where they just can't <laughs> can't agree on a color for that thing. And the baseballs go up all the time, and people are like, where did they go? It's always funny when you see someone lose it in that ballpark. The 1-2, foul back. Casey Murphy was out in front of it, but slowed up his swing enough to get a piece of the breaking ball from Nolan Rawson. Rawson's thrown him a lot of breaking balls in this at-bat. The old Olympic Stadium in Montreal was like that. They tried painting the ceiling orange one time. And it was just like a 
I feel like that'd be such an eyesore to look up oh, into, it was. though. Yeah, it was like, terrible. Like, that'd be even worse than white. And, it, and yeah, it didn't do anything for the uh, baseball either. And they settled on that off-white, which I think is what Tampa has as well. The one-two. Upstairs, two and two. Nolan Rawson has to be one of the most patient pitchers on the mound. I guarantee you, if we were to pull the players in this game, Lucas Whitehead would love the new pace of play initiative for Major League Baseball and the pitch uh, count rule. Nolan Rawson, not a fan. Throw to second, gets away from Katie Merrill, but not very far. Schweiss back safely at second base. And he stays there as he stays close to Merrill, but he popped up quick. He was ready to bolt for third base, but listen, don't risk it. Trust the bat of Casey Murphy. I know it's early. You're not at a point where you're trying to avoid outs, but I think this is more of rather than get the extra 90 feet, just trust Casey Murphy up at the plate. The 2-2. Murphy right back to the pitcher. He knocks it down, Nolan Rawson. There's going to be a play at first base, and it's an out. What a play from Nolan Rawson. And that was scary for a half second. Glad to see that he reacted as quickly as he did. Uh, that was screaming right to his head. His glove just saved his head. Yeah, and I don't think that Casey Murphy hit that one. Uh, I, I think he hit that one probably a little harder than he did the one that went <laughs> to center field. He's flexing his left hand right now, his non-throwing hand. I think he got it off the palm of the glove, and it might take him a bit to get some feeling back in that throwing hand. Caden Merrill knows that he's going to go out and have a quick chat with him as Sammy Callaway will come to the plate. Two in scoring position as both Schweiss and Jones advance. That's kind of a self-defense plus trying to knock the ball down kind of thing going on out there, and he... Uh, Lucky not to get hit, but also a very good play to get a glove on it, knock it down, composure to throw it to first, and get that second out. Sammy Callaway up at the plate. Fastball misses downstairs for a ball, 1-0. This looked like a really promising inning for Central with uh, runners in scoring position and one out and your best hitter up at the plate, and he hits it hard. But uh, West County being, a being able to pick up that second out was a big thing. The one out. Swing and a miss from Sammy Callaway. Chases one downstairs. A ball and a strike. Callaway fouled a bunch of pitches off his first time up, and then they got him on a pitch that was kind of low. He likes to go after that pitch that's down and uh, kind of expect that, I think, here on the next couple of pitches as well. Wide open stance for Callaway as he swings at the fastball. He's behind, and the count is one and two. This is where you want to make contact. Sometimes you really want to kill the ball. You really want to hit it hard. But, man, you just got to make contact. See if you can make their defense play ball and not, you know, not give them a free pass by swinging and missing. Here's the one-two. Hammered. Center field. Ty Harlow back. Looking up. It's an extra base hit. It will one-hop the fence. Two runs coming to score. Sammy Callaway into second. With a stand-up double. And the Central Rebels are on the board, 6-2. to two, They trail. Well, I thought for all practical purposes that Ty Harlow was going to catch that ball. It looked like he was going back. It looks like he was uh, getting under it. But he just ran out of room as the ball hit off the fence. And uh, that's a big two-out hit from Sammy Calloway to get Central back into this ball game, giving him a shot. Here comes Barrett Henson to the plate. Henson ground out to short his first time up. Central Rebels, man, in terms of confidence, we'll see if that can snowball for them. They need a lot more than just that. That's only two. 
They trail 6-2 to two in this ballgame, so they got to get four more, but we're only in the bottom of the third inning. There's plenty of baseball to be played. i got to tell you, Sammy Callaway on those first couple of pitches looked like he was a little bit overmatched. He, he just wasn't quite getting around to the ball, but, man, that last pitch, he stroked it to dead center. Yeah, found one that was high enough in the zone for him to get a really nice piece of the bat on. Bill one downstairs called a strike Henson's behind in the count 0 and 2 it's a long third inning this bottom of the third inning has taken almost 11 minutes so far makes you wonder what the pitchers are going to be like on a cool night like this coming out of these long innings Rawson he's been all right so far but he just allowed two runs the 0-2 check swing and holding up is Barrett Henson, and good thing he did. That was a really, really nice breaking ball from Nolan Rawson that started in and broke away, and off the plate it's taken for ball one. Well, that's all he could do not to let go of that bat and swing at it. He, he was holding up as much as he could. Here's the 1-2. Upstairs holding up his swing once again is Henson. He doesn't chase the fastball at high level. And it's a 2-2 count. Kendall Horton awaiting his turn on deck. I don't know if Kendall Horton, if it'll happen quite yet in this next inning, but I did see a conversation between him and Ronnie Calvert as he was heading to the dugout after the last half inning, and Kendall Horton could pitch if called upon. Chopped towards short. Caden Merrill's got it. Tough first. It's a low throw, and in time as it's snagged by Carter Reed at first base on a hop. For the third and final out, and that brings the third inning to a close. But the Central Rebels get two runs off of a big swing from Sammy Calloway. One other hit mixed in there as well. No errors, and one runner left stranded on second. West County with Tebow, Rawson, and Campbell up when we return. Six to two, they lead as we head to the fourth. On the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Started back in 1982, Dalton Home Improvement has grown to be one of the most competitive siding companies in Missouri. Owned by Hank Kinsey, his crews are highly qualified installers, experienced in new construction and rehab. Dalton Home Improvement, 431-2373, proud to be a part of high school sports. You want financial freedom as an adult, and as a parent, you'll want your kids to understand exactly where that begins. You can start by opening their very own student checking account at First State Community Bank. Once your son or daughter turns 12, they're eligible for a student checking account with no minimum balance requirements. A student checking account will be easy to understand for them and a wonderful teaching tool for you. First State Community Bank. Success starts here. Visit fscb.com. Member FDIC. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by the Riverside Grill in Park Hills, Ledco Community Credit Union in Farmington and Park Hills, the St. Francis County Community Partnership in Farmington, Culver's in Farmington, and Edward Jones agents Josh Brown in Farmington and Allison Kennan in Park Hills. Fourth inning, Central with a bit of a counterpunch a half inning ago. Now that Casey Murphy's got a clean slate to start the frame, we'll see what he's got for us in the top of the fourth inning. And it starts off with the first pitch strike to Julian Tebow that draws some Bronx cheers from the Central Rebels faithful here at the Park Hill Sports Complex. Second pitch misses way upstairs for a ball, one and one. I kind of felt like in that last inning that Central just kind of buckled down and said, look, man, we're going to have to go after this as it looks like uh, Tebow's going to swing on a half swing, and he called it a strike. Yeah, he offered it that one, no doubt. 
But uh, it just kind of felt like they were kind of like, okay, enough of this. Let's get after this. And they came up with a couple of runs. They're not by any stretch of the imagination out of this game, but that was a big thing for them to do to pick up those runs. Pitch downstairs. It's going to miss for a ball. And the count goes one and two. Or two and two, excuse me. Popped up, foul territory. It'll hook out of play. Count remains two balls, two strikes to Julian Tebow, who is two for two today. Got a double on a fly ball to left field. And that one was hit over the head of Joe Bryant. And a single on a hard ground ball up the line to left. The 2-2. Hammered into right center field. It'll drop down for a base hit over the leaping Barrett Henson. It's cut off by Kendall Horton in center field to keep Tebow at a single. Good job by Kendall Horton to get over to get to that. I didn't think he had a chance to get to it. thought that was going to the wall, but he made a good uh, path to the baseball, and he got over and picked it up, held that uh, runner to a single, and now it looks like Lance Monroe will come back in to run at first base. And that goes back to what I was saying before. When Casey Murphy's out in center field and Kendall Horton slides over to right field, this is one of the, if not the fastest outfields I've seen since I've been covering high school baseball out here. I mean, you're looking at it. Kendall Horton might be the slowest of the three then. If Casey Murphy's bumping him over to right field, naturally you'd think, okay, Casey Murphy's probably the faster of the two. There's a first pitch strike taken by Nolan Rawson as he shows bunt, pulls the barrel back. It's right down Broadway nonetheless. You got Joe Bryan left field. Joe Bryan is the definition of fast. But then Kendall Horton in right field, and he's not, it's not like Kendall Horton's slow by any means. Kendall Horton is incredibly fast on his own right. He'll one. Bunt shown. It one hops to the plate, I think. Rawson offered that one. And wow. I mean, there have been some questionable calls today. That might draw the most questions. I don't know how they say he didn't offer it that one. The barrel of the bat was all the way out. Rawson yeah. was trying to poke at that one as it was in the dirt. And it's almost like when he got it out there, he forgot it was out there, and so he didn't pull it back very quick. Runner goes, pitch taken for a ball, throw down a second in time. Julian Tebow is gunned down at second base by Jackson Jones, his catch and counterpart. Now, excuse me, that's actually the courtesy runner that's out there in place of Julian Tebow, who just got gunned down. Lance, Lance Monroe. Yeah. So nobody on and one out and a 2-1 count. Yeah, everybody was waiting for that uh, one pitch or one play to be called a strike because he offered at it, but uh... popped up high in the air, shallow left field. Joe Bryant coming on. Now he'll have to backtrack. He dives and he can't make the play. The throw is going to come into second base. Barrett Henson can't apply the tag in time. Sliding into second is Nolan Rawson on the E7. Like we talked about before, it can be hard to find the ball sometimes with these this twilight sky that we've got, and I think that's exactly what happened to Joe Bryant. He just overplayed it. Yeah, he came running in. It looked like he was going to get to it. In fact, I thought he almost dove backwards and caught it. I thought so for a second, too. Yeah, but uh, it just got away from him, and that's a runner out at second base now for West County. But I think you're right. I think that ball got up into the air, and it just got hard to see for a while, hard to judge where you needed to be. I've seen him make catches like that on the football field as young as his freshman season. In fact, it was week two two of his freshman year when I saw that happen. First pitch misses for a ball. Want to know your count. In on the knees. Backing up Jackson Campbell. 2-0. 0-2. They called both those strikes. Wow. And time called at the plate by Campbell as he'll back out. 
and reset himself. I thought that first pitch had been called a strike, but not the second one. Strike three, down-looking Jackson Campbell, and he'll make his way back to the dugout. Two down, and here comes Carter Reed to the plate. Watching Jackson Jones direct the uh, outfield. He's talking to Kendall Horton, trying to get him to scoot over a little bit towards right field. They're playing them to slice for Carter Reed as the pitch got a piece of Reed. Uh, Now he's got a look at Cason Murphy as he tosses it back to the bat, back to the dugout. And now let's see if uh, there's any conversation that happens here from one of the umpiring crews. The home plate umpire wasn't looking, so it's. You know, he's been the one that's initiated the conversations today, but he didn't see the uh, player kind of with a look yeah, to K- not... Kaysen Murphy, and Jackson Jones just asked him about it, and he shook his head no. And I'm not really sure. I mean, I know it hurts to get hit by the pitch, but uh, it... there was nothing intentional. Yeah. We, you got a situation like this, you don't really want to put more runners on. Uh, you want to, you know, try to get these guys out and move on down to yeah. the next inning. It's a 6-2 ball game where you're trailing. You're not really looking to hit anybody here. I think that sometimes what fans, what players sometimes do, and and even umpires, is the situation makes a big difference sometimes in those situations. First pitch in there for a strike. Count is 0-1 to Ty Harlow. Two on, two outs, top of the fourth inning. I've seen guys get ejected from games when they were hit by a pitch, and the uh, pitchers ejected from the game when it's, you know, runners at second and third in a one-run game. I don't think it warranted an ejection, but I think if the home plate umpire did see it, and the reason he didn't see it is the ball got past Jackson Jones, so he was going to get the ball. Right. So it's not like he wasn't paying attention or anything like that. He just didn't see Carter Reed with the stare down and the, you know, no-look toss of the bat back to the dugout, staring down Cason Murphy as that pitch will miss low for a ball. Yeah, I don't think there was any ejection thing there. No, but I, but I, I, I'm talking about. I think about... with what we've seen today, that's worthy of a conversation. Yeah. Breaking ball outside, misses for a ball. Count is full, three and two. That'll unleash Ross in at second. Read it first. The three-two. Downstairs, ball four. Bases are loaded. West County has scored in each inning so far, and they'll look to add to it here. And you look at this inning, a leadoff single. That guy was caught stealing since then. An air, a strikeout, a hit by pitch, and now a base on balls. And this is kind of Central undoing themselves just a bit here, and they're going to have to come up, at least Casey Murphy is going to have to come up with some big pitches against Ben Faulkner. Get a courtesy runner over at third base. Ryan Hull will run in place of Nolan Rawson. Going back to that uh, hit by pitch, you know, talking about that, I think what what I'm trying to say is that sometimes you get an umpire throw somebody out of a game, and you're not looking at the situation, a place where you don't want to hit a guy there. Yeah. And you just get one gets away, and somebody goes, oh, well, that's it. He's got to throw him out. Called a strike and a fastball right down the middle for Ben Faulkner. He's walked twice in this game so far. We got one. Oh, and two. Same pitch, same spot. Murphy looking to keep it a scoreless frame. 
And Strand, the base is loaded. Strike three looking. Low inside corner. Murphy gets the call, and that'll do it for the top of the fourth inning. No run to hit. One error, and the bases are left loaded. Six to two remains your score. Central coming to the plate in the bottom of the fourth inning when we return after this on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Curtis Glass Center of Park Hill, serving the Parkland area since 1978 for your auto, home, or business, is the only local glass shop that offers in-house calibrations on foreign and domestic windshields. Curtis Glass Center is your choice for windshield replacement or repair, custom flat or tempered glass or home window repair, and the best customer service. Don't trust your glass to anyone else. Curtis Glass Center, 601 Main Street in Park Hills, or call 573-431-5616. Whether you're in pursuit of a transferable degree or need training to jumpstart a great career, your future starts at Mineral Area College. Max tuition is affordable, substantially less than a university, and we're close to home with locations in Park Hills, Fredericktown, Potosi, and Perryville. Interested in online classes? We offer those, too. We've been creating student success stories since 1922. There's no better time to start yours. Apply online at mineralarea.edu. Gilster Mary Lee Corporation is hiring owner-operators for a growing and busy fleet at their Southeast Missouri facility. Drivers will pull Gilster Mary Lee trailers. Owner-operators are paid all miles at $1.85 per mile plus $11.50 per hour for downtime and drivers are given weekly settlements. Loads consist of no-touch freight and round-trip dispatch so drivers can be home each week. Keep busy all year round in return after each load. Call Mike Welker at 800-851-5371. That's 800-851-5371. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agent Scott Haggerty in Park Hills, Gilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois, your local Plaza Tire Service, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, and Graphic Options in Farmington. Kendall Horton takes the first pitch ball. Count is 1-0 in a 6-2 ball game favoring the West County Bulldogs. Horton behind on the fastball downstairs, 1-2. I want to thank a few of our sponsors, including Holt Camp, Do It Center in Bonterre, Walmart Supercenters in Farmington and Deloge, and R&P Lumber, located in Park Hills. The 1-1 pitch misses outside for a ball. A ball and two strikes now your count. Rawson, here's the 2-1. Low end outside, it's going to miss for a ball. Central needs base runners. It yeah. doesn't matter how they get them. Three and one now, your count. You know, especially a guy like Kendall Horton. You get his speed on to lead off the inning. A 3-1. Ball four. Taken on the outside part of the plate. Out of town scoreboard check. Mineral area overhead door brings that to you. Four to three, your score. The St. Louis Cardinals ahead of the Los Angeles Angels trying to pull even on the best of three series. One to one if they can come away with the victory. That game right now at the end of six. Mineral area overhead door brings it out-of-town scoreboard check. They install garage doors, awnings, and patio covers, windows and fencing for a full list of services. Visit mineralareador.com. Pitch misses for a ball, 1-0. A buddy of mine's up there tonight. He was posting pictures earlier of being in the dugout and meeting Jimmy the Cat Hayes off of uh, Bally Sports tonight. Big lead at first for Kendall Horton. He doesn't go. And the pitch skips to the plates. Coming way off of first base is Horton, though. It doesn't get too far from Tebow, but by the time he does get to it, Horton scampers back to first. Doesn't draw a throw. 2-0 your count. 
And now Bobby Simley is going to come out and have a talk with Nolan Rawson. We'll see. He doesn't pull the ball away from him, but it seems to be a very uh, firm conversation, put it nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not quite mean. He's not yelling at him, but Bobby seems to be very direct with what he's saying to Nolan Rawson, and it's a quick meeting as well. It's kind of like a focus. We're going to do this. We're going to, mm-hmm. you know, and and not, like you said, not a yell, but uh, he's out there with some specific instructions for his ball club. Yeah, Kendall Horton at first. Nobody out bottom of the fourth inning. It's a 6-2 ball game. Favoring the West County Bulldogs. The MAAA Conference Tournament semifinals. Winner hosts on Saturday against the North County Raiders, the four seed. The 2-0. Got the strike. Low inside corner on the lefty Lucas Whitehead. 2-1. Whitehead in line for the loss. Didn't last very long in this game. Just two innings plus before Casey Murphy came in to relieve him. The 2-1. Check swing, taken for a strike anyway. Two and two. And you know, Lucas Whitehead would like to look back and say, okay, where was that pitch when I was pitching? But we've seen already tonight, not a real good idea to talk to the home plate up bar. The two, two. Swing and a miss. Whitehead behind on the fastball as Rawson blows it past him. Route number one in the bottom of the fourth inning. Here comes Kale Dreyer to the plate. Kale got a base hit back in the second inning and looked like everything was going to be pretty good, but then he got picked off of first base as the rally was killed instantly, or at least it uh, stopped the rally with the runners at first and second. Pitch misses downstairs to Kale Dreyer. Count goes 1-0. Dreyer on the day so far is 1-for-1 with a single on a fly ball to center field. He'd be picked off at first base to end the bottom of the second inning. Golf swing, skied high in the air, shallow center field. Ty Harlow calls for it, and he can't get to it. No one's covering the bag at second base to throw to, so Horton is safe. He had to hold up. Yep, Kendall Horton was about halfway down the line, and he was watching the left center or the center fielder, and Caden uh, Merrill and also the second baseman also going out there trying to get to that ball. When he hit the ground, there was nobody left to cover second. No. So Horton was able to get in there. And, you know, in that situation, you want somebody else maybe to take up the slack, but it's it's very unusual to see three players like that in that one specific area. And here comes Joe Bryant to the plate in a big situation. And you know he loves the clutch moments, whether it's football or basketball, but in a sport that isn't too familiar to him in recent memory. We'll see how he does in baseball. Horton's at second, Dreyer's at first. First pitch, misses low and inside for a ball to Joe Bryant. I've seen Joe Bryan at other points this season chase it pitches way out of the zone. You can tell he looks like a guy that's facing varsity pitching after not playing baseball at any level since he was nine years old. I would just remain extremely patient here. Fought off foul, out of play. Count is all even, one and one. Like, unless it's something you can put a good swing on, I wouldn't swing in it if I'm Joe Bryant for a number of reasons. The one I already laid out where, like I said, you know, he tends to chase sometimes. Number two, the, both pitchers have been squeezed throughout this game by the home plate umpire. We've seen a lot of pitches that could be called strikes, called balls throughout this game. Throw to second, and it gets away from the second baseman Dunlap, but they're backing up in center field is Ty Harlow. That keeps Kendall Horton over at second base and Dreyer at first. And third of all, we've seen in this inning, Nolan Rawson's had a hard time locating his pitches. 
especially when you compare it to his other innings throughout this game. He's exactly the same right now as he was in the second. 14 pitches, 6 strikes, but 28 pitches, 17 strikes in the third, 19 for 13 strikes in the first. So this is one of his weaker innings in terms of finding the strike zone. There's one that Joe Bryant knows he should have had. He was behind on the fastball, fights it off foul and out of play, and kind of taking the bottom of his fist and tapping it against his right leg. He knows that was his pitch that he's been waiting on. You know, if I was Joe Bryant at the beginning of the year, I would have went out and found me a video of, of Ozzie Smith or even Yadier Molina batting and just show how to make contact. Count sits one and two with one away and two on. Misses low for a ball. Two balls, two strikes, you count. Ozzie Smith was just one of those guys that he couldn't hit. They, in fact, they would knock the bat out of his hands sometimes in his early years. And then he just figured out a way to start hitting the ball. Here's the 2-2. Quicks inside-out swing to short. Caden Merrill's got his only play is to first. It gets past the first baseman, Carter Reed. Everyone is safe. Coming in from third to score is Horton. Advancing to third to take his place is Kale Dreyer. Runners at the corners. It's a 6-3 ball game on the E6. And that's what you got to do if you're Joe Bryant. You got to use those wheels. He put the ball in play to his credit. He hit it in a spot where it was hard for either the shortstop or the third baseman to get to. Merrill got to it, knew he had to hurry, and he hurried a little too quick, threw it in the dirt, and it got past the first baseman, and a run scored. And not too dissimilar to Joe Smith in our previous game. I think Caden Merrill might have gotten screened a little bit there, but you know he got it, and he had time to make the throw. It was just way too low of a throw, and that's twice we've seen him with some low throws. Carter Reed bailed him out once. He couldn't this time. Runners at the corners, and the game-time run up at the plate in Ty Schweiss. Bunt popped up, first base side. It's caught by the starting pitcher, Nolan Rawson. And there's two down in the bottom of the fourth inning. There's nothing you can do about that if you're Ty Schweiss. They're trying to drop a bunt, and Nolan Rawson made a heck of a play to come off the mound in a hurry and catch it. He's the only one who had a chance at that one. And I think that a lot of Central fans, and even myself looking at that one, thought, now yeah, that's going to get down. It's not going to be caught. And Nolan Rawson just did a great job of, first of all, getting to jump on it and getting to it because nobody else was going to get anywhere close. Two down. Julian Tebow steps out in front of the plate to signal out to his infield and here comes Jackson Jones to the plate he's one for two today hard ground out to short and did find a ground out that or a grounder excuse me and squeaked through on that left hand side for a base hit Rawson out to deliver pitch number 80 on the game and he misses upstairs for a ball one to no Rawson only a sophomore so he's got 15 pitches left to work with and that's it on the bottom of the fourth inning, runners at the corners in a 6-3 ball game. Two away, a 1-0 count to Jackson Jones. Central trails. The fastball blown past Jones. And the count goes 1-1. One one. There is a gigantic hole between second base and first base. There is a large hole there because first baseman Carter Reed is playing the runner, holding him on to first base. Second baseman's moved over towards the back. The pitch. This is for a ball. Two and one, your count. They're kind of playing him to slice a little bit for Jackson Jones on the infield and the outfield as well. Look at that gap in right center field. Yeah, if he could just even drop a butt down that would get past the pitcher, he could run forever. The 2 1. 
Hit in the air to center field, and it will one-hop in front of Ty Harlow. One run comes in to score, and Kale Dreyer, the throw comes in to short. It's an RBI single for Jackson Jones, and it's a 6-4 ball game here in the bottom of the fourth inning. And look out. Here comes Kaysen Murphy up to the plate. He represents the go-ahead run. And are they going to intentionally walk him? Yeah, they're going to intentionally walk Kaysen Murphy with runners on first and second. Bobby Simile wants no part of Kaysen Murphy up at the plate, where one big swing from him could give the Central Rebels the lead. Instead, it's Sammy Callaway who will come to the plate. And that's very interesting. Not only you know that Kaysen Murphy's a hitter, but... The guy coming to the plate just put Central on the board last inning with an RBI double. Can we be honest, though? I think that's the absolute right decision. It could be. Don't, I, I don't want to pitch to Casey Murphy in this scenario. And some people might say, okay, well, why don't you just throw him four pitches that he can't hit? Or, try, well, what if you throw it to the backstop? Yeah. What if you throw one you wanted to throw outside and you accidentally throw it over the plate and he launches it? Yeah, so you just yeah. kind of go, you know what, get him down there. And Sammy Callaway digs in in a bases-loaded situation. Had a big double to center field his last time up, and he takes a first-pitch strike right down the pipe. 0-1 your counts. That double from Sammy Callaway, put the Central Rebels on the board as it scored Ty Schweiss and Jackson Jones. He'll one. Foul back out of play. You've got Joe Bryant at third, Jackson Jones at second, Kaysen Murphy after the intentional walk stands in first. Murphy now represents the go-ahead run. Jones represents the game-tying run. It's a 6-4 ball game here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Rawson set at the belt. Theo two. Upstairs for a ball. One ball, two strikes. And credit Callaway for not going after that one. You know, you get your energy level up. You get that adrenaline going. That pitch comes up high, and you think, I can handle that. But uh, he laid off of it. Rawson, the one-two. Hit in the air. Right center field. Deep. Trey right back at the wall. He's got it for the third and final out. To end the bottom of the fourth inning, Sammy Callaway gave that a ride, but only by a few feet. The ballpark contained it, and Trey Wright is there. But the Rebels get two runs off of two hits. One error, and they leave the bases loaded. We head to the fifth inning. This inning break brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sonsica on Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. Six to four-year score. West County leads Central on KFMO. The St. Francis County Community Partnership is a proud supporter of local high school sports, and they remind you to stay alcohol and drug-free for your best possible performance. The St. Francis County Community Partnership, adding value, bringing hope, online at sfccp.org. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted, your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this summer, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. When your home or business is damaged from a fire or flooding, call Bryant Restoration, 366-6351. Locally owned and operated by Reggie Abishon on Benham Street in Bonterre. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Bryant Restoration. Today's tax laws are complicated. 
A relatively simple return can be confusing. It is easy to overlook deductions to which you are entitled. Hi, I'm John Boyd with Boyd & Associates in Farmington. Accounting is what we do best. We are professional, experienced, affordable, and offer a broad range of services for business owners, executives, and independent professionals. We turn complicated matters into simple concepts. Find us online at boyd-cpa.com. Boyd & Associates, we are proud supporters of high school sports. Banking with people like you, Unico Bank. We are happy to support all of the area's athletes and are proud to be a part of high school sports. Banking with people like you, Unico Bank. High school baseball on KFMO is brought to you by... Cozine Memorial Chapel in Farmington. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus. Chris Offenberg, GM Superstore in Farmington. First State Community Banks. We'll let home furnishings in Bonterre and Farmington. And Shelter Insurance Agent J.J. Vickers in Bonterre. Top of the fifth inning. Six to four, your score. West County with the lead over Central. Is ooh, There's a foul ball that hits the mask of the home plate umpire. That's why they wear them, and the count goes one and one. Yeah, and you got Jackson Jones going out to the pitching mound, probably to give the umpire a little chance to look at that mask and see yeah. what's going on because it looked like Check it. his mouth as well. He yeah. just you know took the mask off and checked to see if there was any blood. That's a, that's a thing the catchers and umpires will do for each other from time to time. A catcher yeah. takes one in the the uh, nether regions or something, and umpire <laughs> will go and clean the plate off, even if it's uh, you know even if we're in a turf infield. Yeah, you know, gotta make sure you. Kick some rubber pellets off of it. By the Play way, resume. that brings up something, too, I'll, I'll talk about here in a second, the, about the uh, pitch clock that they've been talking about this year. Blooper on the infield. It's going to one-hop to Barrett Henson, but by the time he makes the throw to first, it's not enough time as Trey Wright beats it out. That was a sky-high hopper on the infield, and... It really didn't go very far either, past the pitcher, but shy of Barrett Henson at second. It was a good job by Henson, too, to catch that ball once it hit the ground because it had some backspin on it, and it could have got by him and maybe turned into a two-bagger, but uh, he got to it. He just couldn't get the speedy runner at first, and now the top of the lineup is back up with Hudson Dunlap. It almost did get away from him. It had some, like you said, some side spin to it, and it almost skipped out of his reach. First pitch strike to Hudson Dunlap. It was two for two in the ball game, single, a double, and he's worked a walk his last time up. I don't know if you've noticed or not the pitch clock thing where they're uh, they had the deal with um, Bellinger in Los Angeles, getting called for a uh, automatic strike because he stopped to acknowledge the crowd when yeah. they waved at him and all that stuff. Well, the umpire can stop the clock too. That's the thing. Yeah. In, in situations like that, I think it's on them to kind of read the room and know that's happening. Pitch in there for a strike, and the count is 0-2. Hudson Dunlap showing bunt twice, pulling the barrel back, and still taking it for two strikes. Downstairs, missing for a ball, 1-2. and two. Yeah, that was kind of strange because he's out there acknowledging the crowd, waving at everybody, and the umpire steps out, points at him, and says, that's a strike. Yep. Downstairs for a ball, 2-2. Two and two. Let's go three here. What do you say, huh? After Dunlap, you've got Caden Merrill due up next. Cold strike three. Hudson Dunlap down on strikes as he stares at pitch from Cason Murphy. Backdoor breaking ball. Shoot him down, Jax. 
One away. That brings Tatum Merrill to the plate, and it's lined right to Barrett Henson. He'll throw back to first. They've doubled up Trey Wright, and that's going to do it for the top of the fifth inning. Leadoff runner gets on, but Central quickly erases everyone. And it's a 6-4 score as we head to the bottom of the fifth inning. No runs, a hit, no errors, and courtesy of the double play, nobody left on base. Bottom of the fifth we go, 6-4. West County leads Central on KFMO. It's back. What's back, Charlotte? I'm not going back to work. No, silly. The pretzel crust pizza at Little Caesars. Ah, so customers can once again enjoy a pretzel crust topped with creamy cheddar cheese and loaded pepperoni. Yum. Yep, and it's every day, hot and ready from 4 to 8 for only $6.99. So try one today. Charlotte, I say pretzel, you say... Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge. Oh, well, at least it's back. Hi, folks, this is Randy Holsey at Flooring Systems. High school sports teaches many lessons that last a lifetime, and that's why we are proud to be a part of high school athletics in the parkland. Stop by or call 573-760-1461. We're Flooring Systems of Farmington, a name you can stand on. Hungry? The Riverside Grill on East Main Street in Park Hills has homemade daily specials or choose from a menu of other delicious entrees or stop by for a hearty breakfast every day from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. The Riverside Grill across from the Farmer's Market in Park Hills. Hi, Kimber Monroe, local attorney and proud sponsor of high school sports. With over 20 years of legal experience, I'm here to help you. That's Kimber Monroe at KimberMonroeLaw.com. The choice of an attorney is an important decision and should not be based on advertising. Ozarks Federal Savings and Loans Mobility App allows you to bank right from your smartphone or tablet. Just download the Ozarks Federal Mobility App in your app store. With Mobility, you can deposit checks remotely, check your account balances, transfer funds between accounts, pay bills online, and more. Ozarks Federal Mobility App, a convenient way to bank from anywhere. To find out more, go to OFSL.bank or call one of our knowledgeable account specialists. Ozarks Federal, the homeowner's bank. Always loyal, always local. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this summer, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. Nothing beats the convenience of pushing a button for instant heat and a beautiful fire, even when the power is out. This is Lance Seacrest, and at Leadbelt Stove and Fireplace, we can do just that with our wide variety of Regency and Manesson gas fireplaces. Visit us online and request a quote anytime at leadbeltstove.com. First pitch, a ball on the outside part of the plate to Barrett Henson. 1-0 goes the count as we got a new pitcher in the ball game. It's Ty Harlow who takes over. And that's ball two, 2-0, two your count. The day is done for Nolan Ross, and he moves to shortstop. We'll get you his pitching line in just a moment here. With him moving to shortstop as it's a 3-0 count now to Barrett Henson. Ross and bumps Caden Merrill over to third. Burmester is out of the field, and Lance Monroe is into the ball game in left field. That one dropped in for a strike. Three and one. So now the DH, Ben Faulkner, will be batting for Lance Monroe. And there's ball four. Barrett Henson works the leadoff walk. That brings Kendall Horton to the plate as the game-tying run. And Kendall Horton 
as much as anyone would love to get some revenge against this uh, West County Bulldogs ball club. He took the loss in that regular season contest on the 28th. He pitched one inning in relief, but he allowed four runs. One of them was earned. He walked three, struck out two, and allowed two hits as well. Got a runner on, shows bunt, pulls the barrel back, and Tebow stops that one from going five-hole on him, and the count is 1-0. So far, Tari Harlow has had a little trouble with the strike zone. He's only thrown one strike since coming into this ballgame. And it came on a 3-0 count as well. Bunt shown, barrel pulled back, taken downstairs for a ball, 2-0. I always like the mental aspect of the game here. As now we've got a timeout as the uh, catcher's going to go out and talk, and so is Bobby Simile. The whole infield's going to come in as well, and the Central Rebels fans that are here on the West County Bulldogs hear it. I'll give uh, Ronnie Calvert, head coach of the Central Rebels, a chance to chat with his team. Henson comes over from first, and Kendall Horton comes out to have a chat. Now they got a bit of an idea what Ty Harlow's throwing, but not many of them have been for strikes. Only one of the seven he's delivered so far since coming into this game. We'll use this as an opportunity to bring you the pitching line for Nolan Rawson. He pitched four innings complete, facing 22 batters in the contest on 87 pitches through 50 for strikes, 37 for balls. He allowed six hits, four runs, two of them earned. He walked three, struck out two, hit a batter. ERA sits at 3.5, whip of two and a quarter. Left six stranded, and he's currently in line for the win. There's a strike from Ty Harlow. Two and one goes to count to Kendall Horton. That's the middle aspect of this game. you got a guy who's struggling to hit the strike zone. When you do get a strike, are you going after it, or are you going to make him throw you a strike before you go? The 2-1. That'll back up Kendall Horton, and it's a 3-1 count. And Ty Harlow at risk of walking not just the leadoff batter, but the game-tying run to start off the bottom of the fifth inning. The 3-1, there is ball four as it's way downstairs. And Kendall Horton stands at first, Henson at second. A lot of speed on the base pass for Central with Lucas Whitehead coming to the plates. And Whitehead can do himself a big favor. He's in line for the loss today. You know if Lucas Whitehead coming to the plate, you know he wants to connect on something here. I mean, obviously, he's probably going to wait until he gets something to hit, but uh, he'd like to connect on something. He shows bunt. He connects on it, but he fouls it back into the fence. Count is 0-1. Out of town scoreboard check brought to you by Mineral Area Overhead Door, 1020 Woodlawn Drive just north of Farmington. End of seven, the Cardinals lead 4-3 to three over the Angels and the Potosi Trojans. Fifth place semifinal after five. They trail Farmington 4-1. to one. This is a good bunt. Dropped back to the pitcher, Harlow. He only plays the first, sacrifice successful. Whitehead's out at first, but Henson moves to second, or Henson moves from second to third. Horton from first to second. Two in scoring position with Cale Dreyer coming to the plate. Yeah, that's the two tying runs out there, a runner on third, a runner on second. That'll tie this ball game up, and Cale Dreyer is up at the plate. He's had a single. He also singled his first time up, but he got picked off to end the inning, so he's had a good night at the plate. Hit on the left-hand side, past the diving Caden Merrill, and into left field for a base hit. We are tied at six all as Henson and Horton score on the two-RBI single from Cale Dreyer out of the eighth spot in the lineup. He put it exactly where it needed to go, and Caden Merrill could not do anything with it. He gave him a great shot at it. He jumped to his left, tried to get a glove on it, and just ticked off of his glove into left field, and this game is all the way tied up after Central had fallen behind early, 
and they have got the momentum on their side right now. Folks, we got a brand new ball game on hand. 6-6, your score. Central West County nodded up as Central has scored six unanswered. Kale Dreyer first. Joe Bryant drops a bunt, but it goes foul at the third baseline. Boy, can you imagine how good he could be if he could perfect that butt uh, game of his. Mm -hmm. He could absolutely just run amok out there. Especially with his speed, it won't always need to be a perfect bunt. Just a good bunt. Sometimes just to put it in play. Yeah. Get it out there. The 0-1. In there for a strike quickly, 0-2, the count to Joe Bryant. I mean, we saw that last time he was up. He reached on the E6 by Caden Merrill. Harlow sets the chin. The 0-2. Late hack from Joe Bryant. He fights it off foul. Count remains no ball, two strikes for Joe Bryant with Kale Dreyer on first, now representing the go-ahead run for the Central Rebels. There's only one away here in the bottom of the fifth inning, too, so shy of a double play. We'll see the top of the order come up for Central. The 0-2 skips to the plate, gets away from the catcher. Julian Tebow throw to second is a good one, but it gets away from the second baseman, Hudson Dunlap, and into the outfield, and diving into third is Kale Dreyer. Well, a pass ball, E2. That's how Dreyer got each of those two bags. Well, we've seen some strange plays here today, both in the first game and now here in this second game, where balls are getting thrown around, balls are uh, hitting dimples in the dirt, things like that, and uh, that was one of kind of go along with all this stuff today. The 1-2, Bryant hits this one into center field. Coming on is Jackson Campbell. He's got it. They're going to try the arm of Campbell. Here comes Dreyer. Play at the plate. Throw is high. And the Central Rebels have scored seven unanswered. They take the lead over the West County Bulldogs, 7-6. And that is all that Joe Bryant needed to do. And he's getting the pat on the back as he hit that ball into the outfield just deep enough to get that runner home from third and give them their first lead of the night. What'd you say? Just put the ball in play. That's what Joe Bryant did exactly. You put the ball in play, good things happen. He doesn't have a hit in his ledger yet this game, but you know what? Joe Bryant has really played a nice game at the plate for the Central Rebels, putting the ball in play all three times he's been up. He reached on an error, and he got the sacrifice fly that time to give the Central Rebels the lead, and here comes Ty Schweiss to the plate. He fouls back the first pitch he sees. I like the way he battles when he's batting. I mean, he yeah. doesn't look great on every swing, but like you said, he gets the ball in play somewhere. He makes contact with it, and he just battles away. Neil one. Line outside, missing for a ball, one and one. No, there's a lot of late swings from Joe Bryant. There's a lot of pitches that he swings at that he shouldn't. But he, like you said, does a good job battling. Even with those late swings, he tends to foul them off and stay alive. Popped up, shallow left field, the shortstop, Rawson backing up. And he'll make the play for the third and final out to end the bottom of the fifth inning. But the Central Rebels, with a big fifth, have taken the lead. They score three runs off one hit, one error, and nobody left stranded on base. Seven to six, your score. Central out in front of West County in the MAAA Conference Tournament. Semi-finals on AM 1240 KFMO. Hi folks, John Robinson here, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. It's finally springtime, and boy, we're excited. We've got lots of inventory, big rebates, 2023 Grand Cherokee L's, rebates up to $5,500, plus big Pettis discounts. The truck you're looking for, we've got them, half tons, three quarters, and one tons. Custom, lifted, leather, you name it, diesels, gas, no matter what it is, we've got them with discounts and rebates. So come see us, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. 
neck or joint pain? Ow! Ongoing or recent work or sports injury? Ah. Dr. Armstrong and Dr. Probst of Citizen Spine and Sport of Farmington, the official team, chiropractors and trainers of Central High School, offer a conservative and effective approach to spinal manipulation, ART, rehab exercise, dry needling, and now class 4 laser therapy to accelerate tissue healing by decreasing inflammation in chronic and acute pain areas. Call Citizen Spine and Sport at 573-701-0770 today. Ah. Spring is here, and now is the time to give Impressive Farm and Home in Ironton a call to get your yard from looking drab to looking fab. From tree and shrub removal, excavation, landscape design, and more, Impressive Farm and Home can be your yard makeover go-to. Impressive Farm and Home services Iron, Madison, and St. Francis Counties. Call 573-432-2112 for a free quote, or visit Impressive Farm and Home at 476 South Main Street in Ironton. Top of the sixth inning, Cason Murphy remains on the hill for the Central Rebels, now in line for the win. And we got a big moment here. Three, four, and five do up in the order for the West County Bulldogs. First pitch swung on by Julian Tebow. He knocks it to Barrett Henson, who snags it at second. Toss to Lucas Whitehead at first. There's one down in the top of the sixth inning. You want to talk about momentum. You want to talk about confidence. The Central Rebel Ball Club already has the confidence. But once they fell behind and looked like they were headed to a loss here this evening, they just kept plucking away, kept doing what they had to do to get back into it. Now they have the lead, and you can see that momentum is clearly on their side. First pitch, fastball, low and away, missing for a ball, 1-0. Consolation bracket in the MAAA Conference Tournament. We got a final. Bismarck tops Arcadia Valley 4-3. to Mineral area overhead door bringing you that out-of-town scoreboard check. 10-20 Woodlawn Drive just north of Farmington. Count goes 1-1 one and one to Nolan Rawson as it's dropped in for a strike. They've been providing over 40 years of great service to their customers. Visit them at mineralareadoor.com. Strike 2 on Nolan Rawson as Casey Murphy bounces back. And the count goes 1-2. and two. The 1-2 pitch. Fought off foul and out of play. Count means Uh-oh. one and two, and there's the ooze <laughs> as it dings off of someone's car. And I say all the time, if anyone out here knows an auto body shop that wants a sales opportunity, an opportunity to advertise, I'm telling you, foul balls into the parking lot could be a fun one. Pitch misses low and away for a ball, two and two. Especially with how many of these ballparks have parking lots right next to the ballpark as well. Right back where it came from and into center field for a base hit, Nolan Rawson. Pokes that one past Cason Murphy, and he's on with a one-out single. That was a good uh, job of hitting, too, because that pitch was down low, and it was a little inside, and he just took it right back up the middle where it came from and got into center field. So West County, they're not going to lay down and die here. They're going to keep uh, plugging away as well, see if they can get that run back and tie this one up. So Rawson represents the game-tying run at first with Jackson Campbell coming to the plate. And Campbell takes the first pitch, ball 1-0. Well, if you're central, you got to like your chances with your best pitcher on the mound. you got uh, the lead after coming back from that deficit. Now if you can get through this inning, it might even set up for the bottom of the lineup for the uh, seventh inning. That's what you would like to see. You wouldn't want to see that top come back around again. 2-0 is the second pitch from Murphy. Misses to Campbell. Campbell in the day so far is 0-2. Lined into a double play at short. Hit by a pitch and a strikeout looking. Now pitch in there for a strike. He was the one that was hit by a pitch that kind of had that. Oh, no, excuse me. I think that was Carter Reed that was hit by that pitch yeah. with the look to Casey Murphy on the mound. That was Carter Reed. Excuse me. The 2-1. Breaking ball without a lot of break on it. It misses upstairs for a ball. Three and one your count. Go, 
A walk would put Ross in the game-tying run at second, and Jackson Campbell to go ahead run at first. Here's the 3-1. Three, 3-2, three it finds the zone. Kind of think maybe Casey Murphy's got a little bit of extra energy out there right now. you got to control that and also maybe a little bit of the cooler air maybe bothering him as well. Here's the 3-2. And it's in the dirt. Missing for ball four. And here we go. A big situation. Game tying run is at second in scoring position in Rawson. Jackson Campbell, the speedy center fielder at first, is the go-ahead run. And look who's coming to the plate. The aforementioned Carter Reed, who had that long look to Casey Murphy after he got plunked his last time up. And the no-look toss of the bat back to the dugout while continuing to stare down Murphy. He takes a first-pitch strike, and the count is 0-1. And you know Casey Murphy remembers it. You know Carter Reed remembers it. Let's see which one of them comes out here and handles this situation the best. Murphy nods and looks to second. Leo-1. Hit in the air. Center field. Kendall Horton coming on. He's got it. Hopping off of second base is Rawson, but he'll stay put as the throw comes in. And there are two down in the top of the sixth inning. It remains a one-run ball game, 7-6 to six central leads. Now I'm watching uh, Ronnie Calvert come out, and I think Casey Murphy's coming out of the ballgame. Let's see. They're starting to applaud him, and he will. Casey Murphy, his day is done. And it looks like they're pointing to right field. It looks like Jonathan Boyer is going to come in in the outfield to try to cap off this game and get the save. Yeah, Boyer's going to come in. And let's see where they put Casey Murphy. He started this game at first base. Are they going to put him in the outfield, or are they going to put him back at first? And he's walking back out on the field without a glove right now. And he's going to trade with Lucas Whitehead. I don't think he's real happy about coming out of the game, but uh, he's going to come out of the game. He was. I was getting ready to talk about the fact the difference between him and Carter Reed. Carter and came up there. going to go in the right field. Carter came out there with a very aggressive personality, ready to go after it. And Casey Murphy was just taking his time, making sure everything was okay, and uh, you know, taking his time, getting the right pitches in there, things like that. And then after the out was made, the signal was made, and Murphy came out of the game. Murphy comes out with 78 pitches. Here's his pitching line on the game. He currently sits in line for the win. He pitched three and two-thirds innings in relief, faced 20 batters on 78 pitches. He only threw two more strikes than balls. If you recall, when he first came into this game, he had a really hard time finding the strike zone, got better as the game went on. He allows three hits, one run, which was earned. He walked five, struck out five, hit two. ERA sits at 1.9, whip of 2.18. Left six stranded, and as I mentioned before, he's in line for the win, and Boyer is going to come in from right field to try to close this game out for the Central Rebels, a righty after the first two pitchers in this game from Central, all lefties. And he's going to try to do it here against the bottom third of the order, at least in this moment, as it's Ty Harlow who will come to the plate. And I'm sure there's a lot of things going on here coming into play that uh, Ronnie Calvert has to deal with, but uh, you would think maybe... The case of Murphy, a lefty on a lefty, might have been a better situation. But Calvert knew exactly what he wanted to do, and he's going to go out and get Boyer right now. So Boyer on the hill delivers the pitch, and it's inside on Ty Harlow. He gets out of the way, and the count goes 1-0. To show you what kind of night Ty Harlow's had against the lefties, 
Two uh, strikeouts looking and a base on balls. The pitch downstairs misses for a ball. Boyer sets and the pitch. Throw down to second, and they're calling that a ball. 3 no your count. But I think one of the reasons why they might have taken him out of the game is the pitch count rule instituted in high school baseball a number of years ago. At 81 pitches, it's four days rest for Casey Murphy. And so I think that's why they pulled him from this game. They want to get him back in time for Saturday. And there's ball four. And a walk is worked. Oh, no, excuse me. It's Barrett Henson on the mound. Excuse me. I thought it was Jonathan Boyer that came in. So Boyer came in from right field, and I think he's now the one standing at second base playing yeah, they, there. That's what he did. Okay. Yeah, they moved uh, guys around. He was pointing to right field, but that was to come in to play second base, and Barrett Henson is the uh, new pitcher, and he walks the first batter, which means the bases are loaded as we head to uh, Ben Faulkner coming up to the plate. He's been up three times, walked twice, and struck out looking once. Big situation here for teams west county an opportunity to tie it up or take the lead if they can bring a run home and a first pitch strike delivered to ben faulkner count is 0 and one and if you're barrett henson you just forget about those runners on the base you get the pitches over and you get yourself a batter out if you can low and away misses for a ball one and zero, and we are tied on b104.3 as the angels have knotted things up in the top of the ninth inning Lamb with a home run to right center travels 434 feet. Four four your game on that one on AM or excuse me on B 104.3. There's a pitch that's in there for a strike one and two. So Barrett Henson, not Jonathan Boyer, trying to close this one out. Got to get through the sixth inning first. Fought back foul. Good job by Ben Faulkner to stay alive. He stuck the bat out there, just barely got a hold of it, and he stays alive in the batter's box. Ball and two strikes your count, two outs. Rawson at third. If he comes home, we're tied at seven. Campbell at second. If he comes home, West County is taking the lead. And he'll miss low and away to Ben Faulkner. Two and two your count. Faulkner today is 0 for 1 with a pair of walks. Struck out looking his last time up. The 2-2. Swing and a miss. He's behind on the fastball. Barrett Henson gets the strikeout. And that ends the top of the sixth inning. And most most importantly for Central, no runs are scored by the West County Bulldogs. They get only one hit, no errors commit by Central, and the bases are left loaded. Central will look to add some insurance runs when we return after this. It's Jones, Murphy, and Callaway, 2, 3, and 4 in the order due up after this on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Have you struck out in the car game? Strike one. You've had credit problems in the past. Strike two. You hate the car you're driving. Strike three. It costs too much to maintain. Call that old car out today. Hey, this is David Sism from Samson Ford Lincoln, home with a lifetime warranty. Call that old car out and hit a home run at Samson Ford today. Don't go car shopping and get pushed into a high mileage used car you don't actually want. Drive off in a new or newer car with a lifetime warranty and get back on the road. We will go to bat and help you get approved so you can hit a home run. Have you been sitting on the bench because of bad credit? Get in the game. Bankruptcy and bad credit? Okay. My credit approval process will help you get back in the game and driving a new or newer car you love. Come see us, your home team dealer, since 1937, and get a new or newer car with a lifetime warranty, regardless of your credit. Don't get pushed around. We work extra innings for you. 
Visit us at Samson Ford Lincoln now. See us online at SismFord.com or call 431-3177. Requires bank approval. Negative equity may be refinanced. See dealer for details. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus. Proudly serving the Parkland's eye care needs since 1966. We would like to thank you for voting Complete Vision Care as the best eye doctor of the Parkland five years in a row. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, the ideal choice. I want to thank a few of our sponsors for joining us for the MAAA Conference Tournament, including Impressive Farm and Home in Ironton, Service Master Restoration by MMCT and Park Hills in Hillsboro, Citizen Spine and Sport in Farmington, and Brad Wooten Auto Body located in Ironton. It's a first pitch ball to Jackson Jones. Want to know your count to the lefty. Watches one, missed low and away, ball two. Two and know your count. Ty Harlow remains on the hill for the West County Bulldogs. Now in line for the loss. The pitch in there for a strike as it clips the low outside corner. Two and one goes your count. We also want to thank sponsors including Horton Wampler Funeral Home in Park Hills, Community Manor in Farmington, and Riverview at the Park located in St. Genevieve. The 2-1 finds the zone. Two and two. Jackson Jones today is two for three. He's had a nice game with a pair of singles on a hard ground ball to left and a line drive to center. Popped up foul territory out of play. Are you on it here, Jackson? Let's go. Well, I don't think uh, Giovanni Gallegos has it tonight. Mike nope. Trout just hit homer, and it's 5-4 now for the Angels. Pitch off the plate, misses for a ball. Count is full, 3-2. and two. Out of town scoreboard check. It comes courtesy of Mineral Area Overhead Door. 10-20 Woodlawn Drive just north of Farmington. And ball four to Jackson Jones. He'll take his base. And an insurance run stands at first for the Central Rebels with Cason Murphy coming to the dish. Somebody was pointing out today. I think it was, uh, I think it was Buster Olney, one of those guys, talking about the RBI leaders in the American League, their former Cardinal prospects, Randy Arosarena oh. and Adolis Garcia. Pitch misses high and outside for a ball. One to know. Garcia was released by the Cardinals and picked up by Texas, released by Texas, and then brought back for a tryout in camp, and now leads the. American League has tied in the American League lead for RBI. Well, assuming it's still Gallegos out on the mound for the Cardinals, it just went from bad to worse. Six to four now the score of the Angels lead. Rendon with a single to center, plating Otani. Three and oh, your count to Casey Murphy. And at this point here, do you just walk him? I don't want something meaty over the, pay, over the plate for Casey Murphy. The three out. There's a get me over strike. Three and one. Yeah, you would think that was what was going to happen, but... Uh... He came after him that time, and Murphy was just taken all the way. A 3-1. There is ball four on the outside part of the plate. Two on, nobody out, bottom of the sixth inning. And here's the tough part with the pitch count rules. We mentioned it earlier, but in terms of players not being available, with having to move the MAAA Conference Tournament up a day, even though these teams got a buy, if you had anyone that pitched in the quarterfinal round that threw th- fewer than 30 pitches, they would be available today. We got a substitution. Cason Murphy going to get a courtesy runner for him out there. Alex Eichemeyer will do the running duties. But if they threw more than 30 pitches, they're not available for today to finish my points. If they threw between 31 and 45 pitches, they'd not be available today, but would be available when this game was originally scheduled tomorrow. Pitch away, misses for a ball, 1-0. Oh. 
Sammy Callaway up at the plates, one for three today. Strikeout swinging, double on a fly ball to center field and almost blew what lid there might have been at the Park Hill Sports Complex with a long shot to right field. That was a fly out with Trey Wright, maybe a stride away from having his back against the fence. Would have been a grand slam if Callaway went yard and now the pitch misses low for a ball and here comes Julian Tebow out to have a conversation along with Bobby Simile. They're all chatting with Ty Harlow and we'll see if they keep him out there. And they're not. Ty Harlow is going to come out of this game. They're going to pull Ty Harlow out and go with a new arm as Lance Monroe comes in from left field. Looks like he's the one that's going to be switching in. At least we'll see. Monroe was put in in place of Burmester so he could play the outfield. Yeah, that's Lance Monroe who's making his way out to the hill, so he will be the new starter as Ty Harlow has ran from this game. He'll go back to center field. Jackson Campbell will move from center back to left field. I just gave up. I'm <laughs> Ball hits the right field. Hey, the right fielder has it. That's another reason why I love this Game Changer app. Yeah. been using it for... Over a decade now, I think. I was an early adopter back when I was in college of it. and Love how it just keeps your scorebook clean when it's all said and done. Here's the pitching line on the day for Ty Harlow. He pitches one inning plus. He can't get an out here in the sixth, facing eight batters on 35 pitches, 20 balls, 15 strikes, had trouble locating. He allowed a hit, three runs, two of them were earned. He walked four. Didn't strike anybody out. ERA sits at 14. Whip sits at 5. Didn't leave anybody stranded, and his line isn't done yet. He's responsible for Jackson Jones at first and Eichemeyer, or excuse me, Jones at second and Eichemeyer at first. Watching the home plate umpire here. He just sent Sammy Callaway back a little bit. Both Callaway and Barrett Henson were right up on the plate. And creeping up, trying yeah. to get a good look at what Lance Monroe coming in from left field is throwing. And the umpire goes, guys, you got to back up. And they backed up, and then... Callaway, he's still, you know, not as close, but he's still pretty you know, close in the area, trying to figure out what kind of speed, what kind of rotation, all that stuff. How it looks coming out of his hands as they go through the final warm-up tosses for Lance Monroe, trying to keep the Central Rebels and the West County Bulldogs in a one-run game. Central leads seven to six. When we head to the top of the seventh inning. Going to be 9-1-2 and two due up for the West County Bulldogs. Trey Wright is going to lead things off. And Trey Wright in this game has played well out of the ninth spot. He's one for three with a run scored. And has reached on an error as well. Here comes Sam McCalloway to the plate. Two on and nobody out bottom of the sixth inning. 2-0 misses for a ball. 3-0, and that gets away from the catcher, Julian Tebow. Everyone's going to get a bag. Jones to third, Eichemeyer to second. Things getting uh, even worse now for West County. That ball just barely got away from Tebow, but it was enough to kind of get himself tangled up with the home plate umpire and both runners advance. I'm going to rule that a pass ball. Here's the 3-0 pitch. Low and outside, got the corner for a strike. 3-1 and one your count. Barrett Henson awaits his turn on deck. 
the 3-1. Golf swing, chopped to third. Caden Merrill will try to look the runner back, and the throw is away. Caden Merrill throws it away as he tries to get it to first base. Two runs are going to come in to score. Callaway's into second on the E5. Caden Merrill, he's a phenomenal player, but he's just having a tough game here in the field. A couple errors tagged to him. And now Central has stretched their lead to 9-6. to six. And I think that time he just rushed himself. He thought, i got to get this ball over to first base as quick as possible to keep that runner from taking off as soon as I throw it. Uh, he did a great job, first of all, getting in front of it, blocking the ball, hanging on to it, looking the runner back to third, and then he just rushed his throw too much and threw it basically out of play so both runners were allowed to score. That'll bring Barrett Henson to the plate. With nobody out still in the bottom of the sixth inning, Sammy Callaway now stands in scoring position. Central can add to their lead even further. First pitch dropped in for a strike, 0-1. We've seen a lot of baseball games this year that just have defied logic. Uh, I wouldn't have thought this would have been a 9-6 game here. Pitches in for a strike. Kind of like, like that Fredericktown-North County game of about a week ago. Two of the best pitchers in the conference. And we were thinking, man, this is going to be a great game as far as pitching goes. 15-10 to 10 was the final. 25-run barn burner. Yeah. Monroe sets, looks to second, picks up his leg, turns and fires. And it's roped into left field and is going to drop for a base hit as it one hops to the left fielder, Jackson Campbell. They're going to send Sammy Callaway home. Now he's going to turn back around and get the third in time, beating Caden Merrill in a foot race to the bag. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Ronnie Calvert, first of all, held him up, and then he saw the ball going into second, and he tried to get him to go ahead and come on in. But Callaway had turned around and had looked back to see, I guess, where the ball was headed. And when he did, that kind of caught him in no man's land, so Calvert sent him back to third. Kendall Horton will come to the plate. Runners at the corners in the bottom of the sixth inning. Still nobody out. Lance Monroe is coming in relief, and he hasn't been able to find it out after spelling Ty Harlow, who began this inning. That was a solid hit, too, by uh, Barrett Henson. He jumped all over that thing and hit it into left field. That's going to close the book on Harlow as he was responsible for those two base runners. It's now five runs, two earned on him. And the pitch misses for a ball. Throw to second, and it gets away from Nolan Rawson. It's short and into center field. Excuse me, it's Dunlap who couldn't handle it at second base. Callaway scores from third. Henson goes to third himself. Count now 1-0. And Kendall Horton stands at the plate with a runner at third. It's a 10-6 ball game. Pitch gets away from Tebow. There's going to be a play at the plate. Head first slide, and he's in there safely. Barrett Henson scores 11-6. The lead for the Central Rebels as it continues to balloon. Well, things just coming apart for West County. We've seen this happen to good teams. We've seen it happen to a lot of teams, especially when they play a team like Central. Things just start to snowball on you. You get a guy who, uh, you know, comes into a ball game, can't find the plate. Next thing you know, base on balls, hit by pitch, throwing error, and now you get a couple of more runs across the plate. And now a five-run lead for Central. As Dizzy Dean used to say, who would have thunk it? Well, especially with this game starting 6-0, there was a little thought in the back of my mind of, man, if, West County keeps pitching like they are. If they get a couple more runs here, they were four runs away and a few innings shy of 
run ruling the Central Rebels. Now it's an 11-6 ball game. Central scored 11 runs unanswered in this contest. Well, excuse me, check swing, pops it up, foul territory. Tebow's there, he's got it. And there's the first out in the bottom of the sixth inning. A much-needed out if you're the West County Bulldogs. As that brings Lucas Whitehead to the plate. Yeah, it, it's hard to believe. I think if somebody turned the radio off when it was 6 nothing West County, you thought, man, this was just not Central's night. Yep. And then you turn it back on, and they're up 11-6. to What the heck just happened there? Did someone hit the reset button on this game? The first pitch misses on the outside part of the plate to Lucas Whitehead, 1-0. The 1-0, upstairs 2-0. Your final in St. Louis, the Angels beat the Cardinals 6-4. The Cardinals take game two of this series. Cardinals look to avoid a sweep tomorrow afternoon on B104.3. 3-0 your count as Whitehead just stares at three pitches that miss the last two way upstairs. 3-0. Green light, 3-0. He's behind. 3-1 goes to count. I wonder if any uh, boo birds were out tonight at the end of that game. We'll see. The 3-1. Fouled back. I wouldn't be surprised, especially with the way that game ended and how the season has gone so far for the Cardinals. Angels have proven to be better this year than they have been in recent years. They're now a little above 500. Is That one's fought off foul by Lucas Whitehead. Count remains full at 3-2. and two. These Cardinals fans, you got high expectations for your ball club every year. Rightfully so. They've got the history to back it up. And I think throughout their team's entire history and recent history as well. The 3 2. Downstairs misses for a ball. Now the count runs full at 3 and 2. The pitch. Extended swing, blooper, center field. Ty Harlow's there, and there's two down. Great jump by Ty Harlow. Looked like that was going to drop in for a base hit, but he had a good break on it. And with two down, here comes Gail Dreyer to the plate. Yeah, I know a lot of guys are going to be talking about... Um, Ali Marmol and his decision to use Helsley early. Is that ball hit him on the back? Yeah, it did. Ooh. Yeah, got him on the tricep. But uh, you bring in one of your relievers who's been really good this year, mm-hmm. and he just implodes. You know, sometimes the players just got to do the job. They just got to come out and, and make the pitches and do what they have to do to get out of the inning. And now with that three-batter uh, rule, it's not like you can come in and go, well, he didn't have it. Let's get him out of there right now. Throw over to first. Diving back is Kale Dreyer. He's in there safely. Joe Bryant up at the plate. Big swing from Joe Bryant, but he's behind. The count goes 0-1. I think Joe looked at the scores. It's 11-6. I've had a pretty good night tonight. I think I'm on a swing for the fences right now. I'd be curious to see what would happen if Joe Bryant, like, barreled one up this one fought back foul and out of play but we know the strength he's got from football and basketball season you know coach Corey Schweiss assistant coach of the baseball team head coach of the football team has said plenty of times throughout the season pound for pound he's the strongest kid on the football team 
I'd love to see, like, if he just got a perfect swing on one, what would happen? There's a little tomahawk swing from Joe Bryant. That's not perfect. He chops it to second. Dunlap to Rawson covering the bag. And they get Kale Dreyer before he can slide in head first. And that takes us to the end of the bottom of the sixth inning. And what an inning it was for the Central Rebels. They played four off one hit, two errors, and one runner is left stranded. 11-6 to six now the lead for Central as we head to the seventh inning. Central looking to close this out and return here on Saturday in the championship game against North County after this on KFMO. It's not the kind of thing we like to talk about, but it's something we all must face. You can make things easier on the ones you love by pre-planning your funeral arrangements at Horton and Wampler. They will listen to your needs and offer several choices for arrangements, and then make sure all your questions are answered. Horton and Wampler Funeral Home, located at One Federal Park in Park Hills, serving the needs of Parkland families since 1991. Susie Caldwell Horton, Patty Caldwell Wampler, David and Dana Wampler are there when you need them. For anything related to collision repair and automotive glass, trust the award-winning Brad Wooten Auto Body. Automotive Service Excellence Award winner. Customer Service Award winner. Customer Satisfaction Award winner. Business of the Year Award winner. And Best of the Parkland Award winner. In addition, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. The award-winning Brad Wooten Auto Body. Across from Ozark Regional Library in the beautiful Arcadia Valley. To schedule an appointment, call 573-546-BUMP. Calling all PNC insurance agents. Mark your calendars for May 16th. Service Master Restoration by MMCT will be providing continuing education courses on hoarding and trauma live in person. This event is free for agents. There will be amazing guest speakers and free food. Reserve your spot for these continuing education courses on hoarding and trauma by calling 636-208-5653. That's 636-208-5653. Service Master Restoration by MMCT, a disaster restoration and large loss recovery partner. Top of the seventh inning, Central Rebels with the lead over the West County Bulldogs, 11-6. to West County needs five if they want to send us to at least the bottom of the seventh inning. And it's Trey Wright to lead things off, and he's behind in the count, 0-2. The pitch. Low and inside, misses four ball. Barrett Henson on the mound. Correct me if I'm wrong, this is still a save situation, correct? Because when he entered the game, it was a one-run ball game. Yeah, I do believe so. Inside part of the plate, called a strike. And you know now he, it's a two-strike down. Excuse me. Yeah, you know he would like to come in here and just start uh, putting guys away because you don't want to give in any more runners to West County. Two-two, downstairs it misses for a ball. Count runs full at three and two. I also think you got to think about every pitcher that's come into this game has had to endure a long inning when their offense has been putting runs on the board, and with the cooler temperatures, that might affect you coming back out on the mound. Popped up high in the air. Ty Schweiss at short is there. Leans back to his left, and it's out number one in the top of the seventh inning. I love seeing when a team can get outs at the bottom of the order or the inverse when they can get on base in the bottom of the order, offensively speaking, because that's great for the offense, sets the table for the top of the order, but, you know, those are the supposed to be the easy outs as a pitcher. I like seeing when a pitcher can get those outs, especially because here comes a guy like Hudson Dunlap to the plate who's two for three on the day. Single on a hard ground ball to center field. Doubled on a pop fly to right. Worked a walk and struck out looking his most recent time up. Pitch to him. Right down the middle. It's called a strike. Barrett. Barrett Henson, that is, with the pitch. And a misses downstairs. 
Two and one, your count. You got Caden Merrill waiting his turn on deck. Here's the pitch. Popped up into foul territory and out of play. Well, you know this West County team, if they come, if they don't come back and win this ball game, they're going to be okay. They're going to come back and they're going to play hard. They're going to be fine. But you can kind of see the body language of this team right now for this particular game. A little bit down on this one. The 2-2 fouled back. They need something to spark some life. Extra base hit for from Dunlap, I think it would be just what the doctor ordered. Get an extra base hit, maybe get a run in real quick, something like that to kind of give them a little bit of life. Blooper into shallow left center field. That'll drop down for a base hit. Joe Bryant is on it to keep it at a single for Dunlap. As the throw comes into first, Dunlap back into first base in time. He almost got gunned down. Almost took too big of a turnaround first base as he was heading around the bag. He just kind of leisurely strolled back into first, and the uh, throw came from the outfield. Joe uh, Bryant got it into the shortstop, and uh, the shortstop threw it all the way across Ty Schweiss to first base and just about caught him sleeping. That was a good throw, too, from Schweiss. He really almost had him. Line to the second baseman, Jonathan Boyer, and diving back to first is Dunlap to avoid being doubled up, and there's two down in the top of the seventh. That ball was hit kind of off the handle just a bit, and on a cold night, it's not going to travel, and it went right to the second baseman as he just picked it up and threw it to uh, back to the pitcher after looking at first base. Julian Tebow comes to the plate as West County's down to their final out. Open stance, right-handed batter's box. Swings in the first pitch he sees and slices it foul. Now talking to the head coach of Valley Catholic uh, after they lost that first game to North County. They, uh, he said, you know what? He said, we lose games like this from time to time. You got to just pick it up and go on to the next one. And West County may have to do that after tonight. Hard chopper right-hand side snagged by the second baseman Boyer. Throw to first in time. And that will do it. The Central Rebels find themselves trailing six to nothing. They score 11 unanswered from the third inning onward to steal this game from the clutches of defeat. They move on to the MAAA Conference Tournament Championship game to be played Saturday afternoon right here at the Park Hill Sports Complex. Bill Best, American Family Insurance Post Game Show, comes your way next on AM 1240 KFMO.